you know why we have to do this podcast, Rachel. <laughs> you know why, right? I know why. I know why. I know why. Wait, why, why are you going to say? I don't know. Tell everybody else. Uh, because, we got to do it for what? Johnny, man. <laughs> we got to do this podcast for Johnny. We got to do it for Johnny. Stay golden. Yeah. Stay golden. That's as good as I'm going to get on the. Hey, I'm Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister team, where we go through everything in the realm of pop culture to determine whether or not it has a place on your shelf, whether or not that is digital, physical, or in a box in the corner of the room that you'll pull out (laughs) once every 10 years, as Rachel likes to do with some of these. I like that. I like that we have a box. I (laughs) I have my little archive box. I like it. And... We have been going through here on season two some various different types of things. Today, we bring to you the classic film. Rachel, what is up for contention to the shelf today? The Outsiders. Essie Hinton's 1983. 1983. Not the book. Not the book. The movie. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. It is Francis Ford Coppola's 1983 film, The Outsiders. And so, I mean, we haven't dug into a decade outside of the 90s, really. I mean, we've got Superman, but we haven't gone into this piece of cinema history recently. I think it's a, it, we should kind of give a little bit of background on, on our background on The Outsiders, what we've, what, where we know it from, or if we have a history with this film. You can't really talk about this movie without also talking about your history with the book, too, but... Rachel, I'll let you kind of go first. Do you have any past history with the movie and or the book, The Outsiders? I do. And they coincide Mm. together. It was from school. Well, we actually. (laughs) Do tell. We read the book in school and, you know, we analyzed it as you do in, in literature class. And then we also watched the movie and we had to analyze the movie to see what was different from the book. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Well, this particular It's version. been a okay. while at this point, but I'm pretty sure there was quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think mine is the same. I think that's what most people uh, have done with this book and movie. I think it was seventh grade. I think I read I the book it, in seventh it grade. It had to have been. Yeah. I mean, it was junior high for sure. I think this is a staple of junior high books. So and for all the lifers... For people who don't understand is when you're like... 11 or 10 11 and 12 i guess right uh 13 going on 14 yeah yeah is that for our foreign lifers that... well and some people don't do junior high even in the states so yeah yeah okay. i've heard this this is a thing folks at, folks at home <laughs> let us know is, that, is this a thing but i think it would help for anybody you know around the world who love shelf life yes i agree our lifers our, our lifers our, yes yeah you have to you have to brand shelfers. No, 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 no. I th- I like lifers. Okay. Folks at home, let us know. You can, you come up with your own term for what you want to be known as. You tell us. Yeah, and we'll call you whatever the hell we want. So. Yep, it doesn't matter actually what you say. Because <laughs> <laughs> ours is the only one that matters. What read the book in seventh grade, seventh or eighth? I think it was seventh. I, who knows? It all, it's a blur. I'm old, and watched the movie at the same time. I remember 2-Bit getting a lot of laughs in the classroom in yeah. the movie. 
which makes sense. I have not watched the movie. Oh, now God, I've no. watched it twice in the past 48 hours. <laughs> but I haven't watched the movie since that same. seventh grade. Absolutely the same. And I was surprised by some stuff. As was I, which we'll get into and, and talk about. Rachel, as per usual on the show, do you want to give a little bit of a synopsis of what the story is about here? Sure. We have our protagonist, Pony Boy, which is their name. Which is his real name. It's um, on his birth certificate. Okay, hang I'm... on. Hang on. <laughs> You're already stopping me. No, because I'm gonna. I need to. I need to disclaim this. Do you think that there are any people out there named Pony Boy and Soda Pop because of this movie? No. At least the nicknames. Are you have talking? Done that. Are you talking about There's... nicknames? Or are you talking about actual names? I am uh, on the birth certificate. Uh, actual names. Well, I'm talking about actual names. Soda Pop and Pony Boy, I could see being nicknames because yes. of this book or movie. Yes. I'm talking actual names, like how women would name their, or I should say girls, because I'm sure they were younger, name their kids Renezme or Bella. Renezme is a bad <laughs> Or Khaleesi. Like, I, I'm, that's where I'm coming from. No, I get it. Any I get it. boys out there? Uh, are you there know if... what? I don't know if this was as popular for something like that. I could see there being At a Katniss no, Pita before yeah. there's going to be a, a pony boy and sure soda pop. Sure. Dallas, well, are... the third Dallas, brother. Dallas, sure. Dallas. Definitely. Derry is the older brother. Dallas is Darn Matt it. Dillon. Derry. I don't know why they're so similar, but they are. Dairy. 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 Which is Dairy. just Daryl. It's just short for Daryl. Yeah, so that's not a big deal either. No. But Pony Boy and Soda Pop are the, the weird names. I don't know. I think they lied. I don't think it's on their birth certificate. But, you, you don't know. think so? No. I think they changed their names after their parents died and they said that's what their names are and that that's the end of it. Well, hold All on. Right. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Because I'm going to rant said about multiple the... things. They're like, no. what is this story about? I am going to rant about the names as <laughs> over the next three hours as as is per tradition but continue i mean what do you do you think that do you think tubit is the actual name no tubit's not his real name but they all have a nickname other than i'm just saying that's okay, why i right. think it's not real but i okay. think they like to say it is to make themselves sound badass and i don't know why that soda pop would be or pony boy would be but still all right i'm sorry continue with your synopsis <laughs> of the film so we have our protagonist, Pony Boy, which is who like we're following around the whole time. And Pony Boy is a part of a group called the Greasers. Yes. And in this town, there are two groups. We have the Soches and the Greasers. And the whole idea about this story is to kind of see the dynamic with which the Greasers are with the Soches and how Pony Boy's life kind of revolves around all of that mm -hmm. it's a coming of age story yes within like Basically. a month but yeah yeah i don't even know if it takes that long it i guess feel like i guess it. maybe kind of it's a slice of life coming of age yeah story. it's a slice of life it's it's kind of it's like a, a turning point i would say yeah i guess that's true i would call I it guess a turning that's true. point yeah yeah it takes place in tulsa oklahoma in the mid 1960s, mid to late yeah. 1960s, it's a it's a period piece. The book was written by Essie Hinton when she was 15, which she is wrote it when she was 15? yes, 
Wow. It's insane okay. to think about that. It got published when she was like 16 or 17. That's crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane to think about because it's not like, all right, if it was today, this movie never would have been made. Because even though... And, Probably not. And, and I want to go back and read the book. I did not read the book for in preparation for the show. I started listening to the part of the audio book, but I didn't finish. It did make me want to read it, too, yeah. The book is based on what she saw in the town. She was... She lived on the south side of the town. She was trying, I think, probably to think about her classmates and the entire town as a whole, these teenagers that were living there, and think about them as, is it? are we really that different? But it's the 60s. She's a teenage girl, which mm-hmm. I think is why she did the S.E. Hinton and not her oh, yeah. real name. Or she used her initials and not, not her first name. It was like Susie or something. She published it with a real publishing company. It became a actual bestseller, right? And then it became an actual part of curriculums across the yeah. across our country, right? Till today, probably, folks at home. If any of you are kids, get your get your parents' permission before listening to Shelf Life. We get a little blue, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you I know, don't think we get uh, that bad. We don't get that bad, but no. but we still, you know, we say some dirty words. I'm just saying for the sake of if you are if you decided I don't want to read this stupid book, I'll just listen to a podcast that's going to tell me about the themes of the of the book. Well, we're going to be telling you the themes of the movie instead. So feel Which free to kind of is like the book, but not. You can definitely cite us in your book report, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure your teacher would love it. You now, know what? They might. <laughs> they probably listen to us, too. You never know. But I would say you should actually go read the book and get your parents' permission to listen to Shelf Life, a podcast for all ages. But not really. Anyway, my, my point is... What was my point? Oh, my point is that if this happened, if this happened today, she would not have gone to a real publishing company. As good as the book might be written, as oh, professional as... Oh, it would have been published the... on Amazon first. She would, would have, have been self-published s- it. It would have been self-published. It probably would have been self-published not even on Amazon. It probably would have been on, like, uh, what's that site that girls do, like, fan fiction on? Like, Wattpad? Wattpad? Whatever that, that site's called. That that might be outdated. I think it's, like, some... Uh, I have no idea. No, the only reason I know that one is because of my next point, which was going to be, I don't know anything about Wattpad or Wattpad, whatever it is. I just know that, like, a bunch of Netflix movies... Oh, is that where Fifty Shades of Grey came from, too? I think so. Okay. That's why I'm saying it, it could be outdated. No. I, there I might be a new talking one. About, though, yeah. But, like, all of that stuff came from, like, those sites. That's where this would have ended up. But and then it would have become... Why would it have ended up there? Isn't that more Because of... she's 15. I like, guess. No, where, I what guess else? She right. doesn't know what Reddit. To, like, she just what puts else it would straight to Reddit. I have no idea. You're right. Uh, well, yeah. She. I mean, she's gonna. she's just going to throw it on the internet. And then it's going to become a shitty Netflix movie. And then that's the end of it. Right? Well, like, I that, that would have been the trajectory. Well, I... I... Saying she wrote it in today's day and age completely changes the story, though, too, I think. If she were to write about it about the 2020s right. Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. for sure. Yes. So there's a no, lot I understand. to what you're I understand saying. That. I'm I understand that. I get it. I wonder if there are any fan fictions that like do take outsiders and I make guarantee it, like, a you there are plenty of fan it. fictions about 100%. this story. 100%. And most of them involve a lot of uh, erotic... That's just everything. 
<laughs> like, uh, you don't you don't don't even go down that black hole of the internet that's awful well i mean there'd have to be because this is a hunky movie oh, oh it, there it are is. hunks of plenty in this film a lot of faces that you'd know and recognize i'd have to believe that there is a plenty of young people uh, prob you know women or or gay men that were like just say that i would think anybody <laughs> But I'm okay. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of. Oh, you're talking about like the, the men in this. That, yeah, like, because Damn. okay. Yeah, I Diane Lane for sure. Oh, Diane yeah, she, Lane she is, is so gorgeous. pretty. Yeah, what the in this. Hell? <laughs> but yeah, okay. In general, a lot of fucking good-looking people in this. No, yeah, yeah. Just, just hunkability Patrick off Sa- the Swayze. Charts. Just, just say the word. Patrick oh, Swayze. Patrick Swayze joining joining the two timers club here. <laughs> Woo! So we'll see if he gets two times on the shelf. Although, tech, I guess we weren't unanimous about Ghost, but still. You put him on the shelf. I did. Yeah. I stand by that right now still. <laughs> I stand by my words. Thank you. In fact, we just got our pottery back from when we went for my uh, my birthday. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. We didn't get to ghost. Did you do the, did you no. ghost? Okay. No. 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 I, I was almost going to make a... the joke to the guy because. Uh, they had a big sign up that said no ghosting. I really wish there was a sign that said no ghosting. My whole point with all of that was more just that. It, it's kind of remarkable that she had the guts. Oh my God, To yes. see if she could get the thing published. Absolutely. The way that this movie came about then, it, the book comes out in the late 60s, 1980s-ish, you know, around that time. Mm-hmm. It's already a hit with middle school kids. Right. It's already talked to middle school kids. It has themes of acceptance, of... Classism. Classism, of understanding people's differences and where mm-hmm. they're coming from and not judging people right. by Emotions where they come from. Emotions and dating life and gang-related activities. <laughs> Which all of us can understand. Well, for some people, that's true. That's right. I was a greaser back in the day. We talked about that in my literature class. I remember doing this, and the teacher had asked us to, asked us which group would we technically be in mm-hmm. if we were in this world. And I was like, well, I, I guess I'd be a sosh. Like... <laughs> Like, do I want to be? I don't know. Do I want to be a greaser? I don't know. Like, do I want to be either? No. You d- but... I want to know if I want to know if there is I'd a be... group that's neither. Right. I feel like I would technically be put into the box of social, though. Yeah, probably. I think you'd have to be. Right. So, like, just because I don't think we've made it clear, and I mean, we'll definitely do it when when we're doing it in the walkthrough. But I don't think that they actually ever kind of explain it in the movie, in the uh, in the movie version that we. Which they, how they long do we... they say that the Soches are the north side and the like the uppity rich people and the greasers are? Wait, no, I'm sorry, it's the opposite. The the Soches yeah, are the, the south are side. The yeah, the Soches yeah. are the south side, and they're kind of the uppity rich people. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then the greasers are the north side, and they're not as rich, and they have greasy hair, and they kind of are a bit more dirty, and they're like, from the wrong side of the tracks. Rumbly, you know, like that's kind of the whole idea. Yeah. Two sides and of the tracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it would. Yeah, if you have to pick one, you're like, I guess the socias. But some people did relate more to the greasers. Sure. 
And so it, it, it kind of was like an interesting talk, I guess, when we were kids. And we talked about like, what would we put ourselves in the box? But I was like, well, I don't know. People would put me in that box. They would classify yeah, yeah. me that way because I don't really care and I don't want to be in one. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I've always thought. We can come up with a t-shirt for uh, for our listeners of, of something where it's like shelf life so sh- shelf oh life God. greaser. Do a little rumble. <laughs> Ooh. I like that. I like that idea. Shelf life rumble. <laughs> we did that already. We See did. that catalog. Yeah, you're right. 1997 Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, so anyway, the book becomes a hit in middle school kids and this librarian and the kids send francis ford coppola a letter saying that they think that this should become a movie because the kids in the book talk like real kids and it deals with issues coming of age stories at the time somebody's gonna prove me wrong on this but i don't think coming of age stories were a genre in the way that they would become in the 80s. I think a lot of what the 80s were, there's a lot of coming-of-age stories that, that transpire. I think every generation has one. Absolutely. Where you have different coming-of-age stories that have different themes, and it becomes the story of that generation. This is right. a little bit different because it takes place in the 60s, but it's for audiences in the 80s. So it's a little bit different in that way. Oh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out the year before. Ooh, okay. So, like, you have so things like Fast... it might be, Fast... like, the start of it, and then this one, they're like, well, wait, this one should be one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and, and I'm sure that there were, like, smaller ones. Fast Times is probably the biggest one that I can think of off the top of my head that would have been, like, a for sure coming-of-age story. Last yeah. American Virgin is 82. Porky's, I guess. I don't really consider that a coming-of-age story. That's just okay. a boob comedy. All right. I don't know that one, so... I've heard of it, oh. but I've never seen it. No, oh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> we'll have our own coming of age season. <laughs> my, but my point is, I don't know. I don't know how well known the book would have been necessarily at the time with like a more broad audience that would have been ready for like this as a coming of age story for for a movie. Yeah, this is what I think is also crazy and and good for the time, like. I don't think if this was today, again, to just give it perspective, if you just tweeted at a director, not just any director, but the director of the guy that made The the Godfathers and freaking Apocalypse Now, like we're talking some of the biggest and in some cases, you know, in people's opinions, the greatest movies ever. You're going to just tweet at him and be like, hey, I think that you should make a book about the greasers and socias in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, well, let me look into it. And read the book and was like, right. oh, I get it. I think that th- this could be like something different. And decides to make the movie and yeah, does. that's kind of crazy. That is really crazy how that worked. I don't know. Pick your director now. Uh, who's like, a, uh, I'm trying to think of like a big, like epic in scope, like mo- movie, like kind of thing, or, or like, let's just say, cause, cause I'm, it has to be like a younger guy, but like, I'm thinking like Denny Delanouve or, uh, or Matt Reeves or like one of these guys that, that make these like bigger films. Not that any, you know, I'm not saying Dennis that the Villeneuve. what yeah. one like best picture or like Bong Joon-ho, like somebody that made a movie that won best picture, right? Because yeah. that's what the Godfathers were. And you just tweet at them 
I think that you should make this movie. Maybe they look into it and maybe they're like, oh, that does seem like a good idea for a movie. But then they have to go pitch that to a studio right. to get it made. Right. Nowadays, it would just be like the studio Netflix. buys Netflix, in this case, probably, buys the rights to The Outsiders and then they make the movie by plugging in some guy to direct it. Like, right. it's just so crazy that Francis Ford Coppola is the person that directed this movie. We talked a little bit about the casting of it, too. Well, we have Mighty Ducks coach in this as this is two bit yeah we, which i we couldn't get over about, that i was like he is weird in this movie <laughs> well i mean it's 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 hunkability but the fact that they got all of these people before any of them were really that big is just nuts yes just nuts all right let's just let's just go down the line okay all right c thomas howell matt dillon ralph macchio patrick swayze <laughs> Rob Lowe, I forgot Emilio Lowe Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett. I don't even know that Tom Waits is in this, but apparently he's one of the socias. They're just like is... stuck in the background and they're like big face names. And you're just like, where are you in this movie? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and not only that, I think the casting is kind of spot on for what each character is supposed to be. No, I it's think I think it works. Damn good. Yeah. yeah. The casting director is named Janet Hershenson. I just mm-hmm. needed to give her kind of a shout out because between her and Coppola finding these people, she's a great casting director. You want to know why? She was also the casting director for Harry Potter, Home Alone, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh my god. So, uh, Transformers, The Holiday, Casino Royale. Oh, she's like a high-end chooser. She yeah, she, she knows, knows what she's, she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, allow that to to simmer there because that the casting in this is pitch perfect. I have thoughts about this movie that we will talk about, but I cannot complain about a single person in this movie. No. As far as the casting depiction of what they're supposed to be. Right. Yes. Yes, that's right. Now, one other thing that I want to make sure that we touch on before we get into it. Rachel, how long was the movie that you watched? About uh, in length? I think it was like an hour and a half, two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, about. it should have been about an hour. Well, let's see. Uh, I think it was like about an hour and a half. Okay. It's the same one I watched then. That is the theatrical cut. Okay. Oh, wait a that, minute. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that you didn't know this one. No, okay. I didn't know there was a director's cut. So, the theatrical cut comes out in 1983. The producers of the film thought that the cut that Coppola makes is too long. It's too slow. Now, Essie Hinton helped him with this movie. She She has a writing credit or a story by credit, of course, but... She was there. She consulted at the very least and was on set. Okay. They were trying to bring to life the film, but the producers thought it was too long and slow. So they asked him to cut it, to edit it. I'm kind of shocked that Coppola actually did it because he's, like I said, he's made The Godfathers. He's made Apocalypse Now. He can tell the the studio to fuck off. I have a feeling at this point. But he still does, and I think he did it because he wanted to make another Essie Hinton movie out of another one of her books called, like, uh, like 
oh, what's it called? It's called like uh, Rumble Row or something like that. I think it's like Rumble loosely. Fish? Rumble Fish. That's right. Rumble Fish. And he, I think he wanted to make that movie. So in order to appease the producers a little bit, he was like, okay, I'll cut it. He like, cuts. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Because I really want to make this movie. Like this is just because this is with a more popular book. The director's cut which is known as The Outsider's The Complete Novel, is what he titles it, because okay. he's Pappas. The Complete Novel comes out, like, 20 years later. Like, oh. it came out in the two, the late 2000s. Oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. So here's the story behind that, because we have to... I feel I, like I, I knew I, about this then, like, in the late 2000s or what, like, the early 2000s or whatever, but I'm this gonna, is kind of crazy. I'm, I did not watch The Complete Novel... I didn't have time to do it before we did our show. And obviously I didn't because I'm <laughs> flabbergasted. Well, and it's hard to find. It, it's not necessarily that it's hard to find, but I could only buy it. Uh, and I didn't want to buy the 4K of it without without seeing it. You had to get I it in to. 4K? Unnecessary. How, how dare you? Everything should be on 4K. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be a lot more expensive. Well, maybe. Anyway, regardless. The complete novel comes out in the late 2000s it comes out because this is what coppola says his granddaughter was in junior high and they were reading the outsiders and coppola's granddaughter was able to say oh my grandpa made that movie <laughs> That's but cool. he was he was kind of embarrassed about the fact that he knew because he had gotten feedback he got fan letters from over the years saying sure. like you cut this you cut this you cut mm-hmm. this like it's not not everything is there so he was a little bit embarrassed to be able to show them the movie and like show up while they were watching the movie while he knew like they were going to be like, well, this isn't there. and This isn't there. Like he didn't want to have to answer for it, like yeah. right directly to the kids. So he took the footage that he had and he basically cobbled together a cut just for the kids to watch. And then he decided to go back and like remaster the thing oh my God. and make a director's cut called The Complete Novel. So then so, so now crazy. The Complete Novel exists. The complete novel, because we said the, the, the theatrical cuts an hour and a half, the complete novel is almost two hours long. There's like 25 extra minutes on this thing. That's so much. Yeah, it's a That's lot. That's so much. It's all, I'm wondering this, if it makes it better. We'll talk about that when we oh, go through the walkthrough, because I'm, like so I'm going to point out where the differences now. are. Yeah, It's hack to hell, this movie. I oh, think it, it feels like it. I think you can feel it being... Now, granted, I know that information. You didn't, so I don't know how you feel about it not that like kind of well okay not knowing that there was actually other footage it makes more sense why it felt kind of dragging in some areas rushed in others it mm-hmm. feels kind of like i'm missing something like <laughs> <laughs> that's how i'm going to yeah that's that's how i watched the movie because sure. like it's been a long time since I've watched it or read the novel, so it's like right. I'm coming into this going, okay, well it's kind of like clear for me. There's gonna be some stuff that's gonna I'm gonna rem- be reminded of, which I was true, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, I thought it happened that way, and I was like, that's probably the book, which kept <laughs> popping up into my head, and then, or it could um, just be that so many years later, sure, so many just, years yeah. later, and I changed the story, Your but it was can. it, yeah, I had candid it. <laughs> But it, 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 it was one of those where it was kind of like, oh, I oh that I don't remember. Did they say that person's name yet? I'm like, I got confused sometimes. <laughs> so that's No, that is definitely true. 
I don't know if the next 25, I don't, I don't the other 25 minutes added might have been like, oh, that character it, it actually was have. introduced No, that's what I'm saying. Way. It might have. We're, we're, I'm going to point out as we go through, I found some clips, not all, but I found some clips that I'll share with you so that we can, so that you can see them before we do the walkthrough. But then we'll also kind of talk about some of the differences between what the novel version has and this version has so that we can also kind of tie, tie that into a bow. A little bit because I know that there's people at home that are listening that are going to get to the end when we come up with our conclusion and they're gonna go but the but the complete novel blah 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 and we'll talk about that once once we get yeah, to we'll our go back to that. okay anything else that we should talk about before we go through the walkthrough Rachel any other Patrick Swayze's shirtless you almost see Rob Lowe naked um, <laughs> <laughs> actually I might save that for the walkthrough me talking about all of the hunks shirtless um, Always gonna talk about the hunks. Oh, it's off the charts. I don't think I have anything else. But do you have anything else that you want to go through before we before we start talking about it? No, I don't have anything else. Okay, you all know the drill. After the break, we do the walkthrough of Francis Ford Coppola's 1983's The Outsiders. Another public service announcement from Brill Creek. Men, warning. Why play with fire? If we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. Use only a little dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab makes your hair look excitingly clean, disturbingly healthy. This man dared to use two dabs. Now he's in trouble. We refuse to be responsible. We warned him that Brill Cream has a most extraordinary effect on women. Young, pretty girls are especially susceptible. So, once again, as a public service, we'd like to caution all serious men to use just a little dab. Brill cream, brill cream, brill cream. Brill cream, a little dab will do ya. Use more, only if you dare. But watch out, the gals will all pursue ya. They'll up to get their fingers in your hair. Get brill cream in this handsome package today. And we're back. With another walkthrough here for Shelf Life Season 2, 1983's The Outsiders. So, Rachel, I think we can begin here with the theatrical version I showed you during the break. A couple of different cuts Yep. from the director's cut, the, com the complete novel version. So, as we go through any of the things that I was able to see or any of the things I was able to check out of the differences, I'll point those out. There's a few of them. Okay. Allegedly, because again, I need to actually, you know, watch it and or read the book. But allegedly, the complete novel is much closer to the text. We'll, we'll kind of see. Because I do think that it changes the themes a little bit around if you go with the complete novel version. But again, I have not watched it, so I cannot give a full synopsis of that. So anyway, we begin. And the theatrical version starts with a very old Warner Brothers logo. It's like all red. I did not, I didn't recognize this Warner Brothers logo at all. No. I think the the logo is updated for the 4K release. I'm positive. But this one was just like WB in weird font, red lettering. And then it says, Francis Ford Coppola presents, because of course it does. <laughs> and we get Pony Boy is sitting in a room thinking. Yep. You hear a train going by. And he opens up a composition book and he starts to write. He's writing what is the first sentence of the novel. 
what, what is it as i stepped outside of the theater into the sunlight or whatever it is right that takes us right into the opening credits i have a lot to say about these opening credits oh boy so these opening credits are they're long they take a while yeah as old beginning opening credits are yes there's this terrible yellow font it is <laughs> it is a sight to the eyes apparently it's different in the in the director's cut and this horrible song. Yeah, the this song so- didn't match the movie for me. I don't think it I even, I've the even tone. mentioned. I went, you know what? The song doesn't make any sense for outsiders to me. It just I didn't don't think fit. so. No, I don't fit. think it fits. I understand. I mean, it's it's called Stay Gold, of course. It's by Stevie Wonder. So it's a Stevie Won- wrote the lyrics to it. The music, it, the whole score in the theatrical cut is done by Carmine Coppola. Mm-hmm his dad francis ford coppola's dad so i think he couldn't say no to any of the, like he it was a family affair to him yeah i mean it all kind but, of makes sense if that's like the overarching theme they're gonna go with i get it because they're starting with like a sunset and everything yeah but i just think this it just doesn't feel like it's not good fits. yeah this song is not good it, it doesn't it doesn't fit the tone Mm-mm. that you think of with the rest of what the story is supposed to be right <laughs> i don't know or I the actions like that it. play out it's kind of like eh, well i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah which no disrespect to stevie wonder no or, it just doesn't fit the movie it, i don't think it fits and i don't think it's a good song but that's just my opinion the other thing about this is Coppola apparently wanted this to have a Gone with the Wind type vibe because Gone with the Wind is a featured plot point, I guess. So he he thought like, oh, I'll like make it kind of Gone with the Wind, which I think is probably where these opening credits come yeah, from. Yeah, no, I and... could see that, but it's still like... But that still doesn't fit. It's, it's such a small thing in the movie. Which yes. I remember it being I a would, larger thing in the book. So. It's such a small thing in the movie that it's kind of like, how is that what you went with? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you, why, you where, had to you have put it more into the movie for it to fit and be understandable. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Because I, it just, it feels like a, it's setting up for a different type of movie. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And I, I, I do think, one of my thoughts earlier was that, you know, it's... It feels a little jumbled, like I'm missing something. It kind uh-huh. of pokes at little things yeah. that you're supposed to know or are supposed to figure out or understand, but it, it doesn't quite if, open if it you, up completely. It's just like, oh, if well, you just, just read the bit. book, you'd get it. But yes. if you're, yeah. I also put in here that the credits just go on forever, which I get because you're introducing a lot of people that you probably have a lot of faith in to become movie stars, and they all did, but they separate them all out. Here are the greasers. Here are the Curtis Curtis boys. Yeah, I then think they would show it, it small and then go big, and then it would. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like what is happening? It's just it's over so the top. Elaborate. It's so elaborate, and and it just takes forever. So then, this is where the first divergence between the complete novel and the theatrical cut happens. What I noticed from looking at articles about the differences or anything about the differences. It seems like the the first act has some differences, the last act has some differences, and the middle chunk is mostly the same in both of them. Okay. I don't know what that means or if that means anything. It's just something that I observed. Let's actually start with the, the complete novel cut because there are scenes that happen in the complete novel cut before the theatrical cut's point kind of starts. And it's it's like a day's worth of stuff that happens before 
you get to the theatrical cut. So in the the complete novel, it starts with Pony Boy is kind of narrating to you a little bit of the novel about mm-hmm. going outside of the movie theater because he went to go see a, a Paul Newman movie. I think it was a Paul Newman. It, it doesn't matter. But he went to go see a movie. He's just kind of okay. Here's another thing before I even say it. <laughs> Because I might as well say it now. Yeah. I think that, so the first like little bit of it is Ponyboy telling you that he's getting out of the movie or whatever. Then there's a little bit of narration sometime toward the end of the book again. Mm-hmm. I really think because you're getting the story is, is supposed to be from Ponyboy's perspective, right? Yes. I think that this would have been if he better. If he would have started narrating at certain points. Yes. And giving Have his him thoughts, narrate his more. feelings, his, like... Just, just who these people are. Yes. There's actually an alternate cut that I think is a totally deleted scene where he's telling you, these are what socias are, these are what greasers are, this is what the dynamic is like. And maybe you don't need that because you can do it visually, and I think that's what Coppola would, rather, would prefer sure. over... But... I think that there were times where you could probably have had him do some narration to help you fill in these gaps if you were going to cut the thing a half by a half an hour. Right. Well, I mean, because there's a lot of there's a lot of points. We'll get to them, but there's a lot of points where it feels drawn out. There's not a lot of like actual dialogue. It's kind of just like happening. Yes. In the background, and you're like, well, this could be a good spot to narrate something. This could be a good spot to, like, give us a little bit of something, a little bit more. Part of that could just be because it was, it's, that is a little bit of Coppola's style. Sure. Where he likes to frame what's happening through the visual. Which is fine, but there were some points where I was just like, I need something. (laughs) I feel like I'm missing something. It's a little too drawn out. All right, get to it. Like, get to the next part. So in the complete novel, Ponyboy decides he's going to walk home from the movie theater, and the Soshas are following him and kind of like, what would you say? Harassing him a little bit? Oh, yeah, they're, they're just, no, just kind of totally like poking fun at him. Well, because, I mean, you said it. it. It's like they're harassing. They're just like bullies. They're just huge, yes, like, they we are, talked about I, it. I, they are absolutely the bullies in, in within the two groups. I think that the Soshas are the bullies. You think that the greasers and would the greasers probably rebel. more or less leave the socias alone if they could? If they, I think so. I think they kind of like would keep to themselves and like do their thing. But then the socias come over and are like bullying them and push them around and acting like jackasses. And so they're like, well, fine, we're going to rebel against you then. Because what the <laughs> hell? Well, and that, I mean, that's that's the whole classism of... Uh, uh, thread line that, that, you know, one of the themes of the book. Right. So the, the socias corner pony... And they pin him up against a wall. They, there's like five of them against him. And there's a point in the theatrical cut that I was watching where Pony has a scab under his chin. And I was like, when did he get a scab? Is it just supposed to be because he's like poor and dirty? No, because they take out a switch yes! and they cut under his chin. Because <laughs> they're basically, they basically like to tease and torture is kind yeah. of what the, what the idea is. And they're doing some more stuff. And then suddenly the greasers all show up. I don't know if they spotted them. I don't know how they... I bet they... he got close enough to his group. Close enough to that side. And they heard them yeah. like, uh, 
a ruckus. They heard a yeah. ruckus outside, and they looked, and they were like, oh my god, Pony Boy's being attacked, yada yeah. yada. But then all of the, the whole group is there, and Daly, like, throws a stick at them, and Soda Pop, they're all, like, they're all, they all throw out off the Right, they're, the they're protecting each other. Yeah, which is part of it, too. Like, they always are protecting each other. Right, it's that, it's that, the... that family dynamic within, like, the gang type of thing. Right, because they all they all don't have. I mean, they lean on each do, other. But yes, they lean on each other. They they have crappy lives. Some some of them have really crappy family life. You know, Pony Boys. His parents are dead. We know this. Like, right. <laughs> here's another version, of Rachel. So here's the deleted scene I was talking about with with his narration. I don't know. I kind of like this so much better. Yeah. It feels more like. You're book? being introduced to the characters. Yeah. You're getting an idea of who they are. It feels because, more dynamic. And I would have and I even would be okay with the the novel version where Pony just gets beat up because even in that version you're getting like, oh, you understand where you understand the greasers. Mm-hmm. Here come the greasers. They're going to be there for each other, they're gonna protect Pony or whoever else. Mm-hmm. And you understand the beef with the Soshas. Yes. Question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a stupid so- thought. It's a I'm side- prepared. It's a side thought. Okay. Um, Greece. Yes. The uh, greasers, but they don't really yes. have a, an opposite. There's the greasers, but they never talk about an opposite. It, is this like the same kind of world where there's the greasers and then there's also a Soch group in Greece? Because... In the they movie are the greasers. Yes, because that's the first thing that comes to mind every time I hear the word greaser. Is the movie Grease? Is the movie Grease because they well, are greasers? I, uh, yeah. So I'm They're like greasers, but I don't know if I don't know if that was a common term. That's what I'm wondering. Is because it's like the gel and the slick back and like grows like if, you're, if it's a, if that's a whole lifestyle. Like the leather jacket. Yeah. I thought it was more like. They're not, because I think the novels spells this out a little more. They're not like a gang gang, but they're a gang. Right. And so greaser is just the term that they use for the people on that on that side of the right, world. Right, exactly. So I don't know if it's colloquial or if it's more formal and they're just the greasers, like you'd be the bloods or whatever. Okay. I don't know what the, because do they call them greasers in Greece? I've never seen Greece never seen Greece with our mother I just I have not seen <laughs> I've seen parts God. of it I've never watched the whole thing I'm pretty sure no I gotta let me check you're gonna have to add that to the list now I feel like we should <laughs> oh yeah you have to were they not called greasers is the reason I call them greasers in no 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 it is and greaser Danny Zuko hmm they do call them greasers. Like uh, saying you're emo or... Well, because they also call it, they call themselves like hoods, too. Which, I mean, that obviously That's is hoodlum. Right. Like, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. But that... Greece also takes place in the 50s, doesn't it? Or does it take I place believe, in the 60s, too? I think it's either the 50s or 60s. I think it's around okay. the same time. Because that's why I was curious to, like, is it just, like, a movie thing or is it like a real life thing and then they didn't really have like a second group that they were against 
the like Soches. they were the posh kids. Yeah, but they never called them Soches in Greece. That's why I'm, that's all I wanted to oh. say. Like, oh, it, I see what you're saying. There's there were Greasers in it, but there was no Soches, and Soches is such an odd term. It's a very odd term. It, it took place in 1958. I don't know if so- Hinton made the book based on Tulsa, which I assume that means. I mean, maybe she made the terms up obviously maybe greaser she didn't but maybe she just made socias up or maybe in tulsa they called the rich kids socias it's possible. it's possible i didn't look up like interviews with her because that'd be more for the if we did the novel stay yeah. tuned maybe but we haven't you know we're not going to do her side of it because we're looking at the coppola side of it so I, was, I was just curious with the term that's it i didn't really mean to derail it but <laughs> yes you did and you and now you can apologize to all of our listeners for derailing the conversation, because we never do that on this show. Well, I just... We have a very tight... I'm sorry. <laughs> ...schedule. We'd never go along. <laughs> so anyway, there's also another scene that happens after the opening scene. I couldn't find a version of this without buying the thing, so I didn't find it. But there's also another scene that happens in the complete novel version, which seems to have dialogue more straight out of the book where the boys are walking home and Daryl's basically telling Pony he never thinks. He doesn't use his head. He's so smart, but he doesn't use his head, which is also something that happens in the, in the theatrical cut. But I think it would have been nice if you saw it a couple of times to yeah. emphasize that this is something that Daryl constantly does to Pony. And Pony always takes it the wrong way because he's a 14-year-old kid. Right. And Soda tries to stick up for him a little bit. But you get this combination of all of them talking to each other, all of the all of the guys. Two bit is there, Steve is there, they have dialogue, Soda Pop is there, Dallas is there, they all are saying, you know, what are you guys up to? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, you know, tonight or tomorrow night or whatever. And you get the sense that, you know, Pony was kind of shook up about the fact that he got jumped. You you get a little bit of that, oh I'm you know, I'm just gonna go home, my parents are fighting you know, whatever, between all of the different guys. Right. You even then get another scene of, I'm telling you, there's a lot cut I from the theatrical version. We haven't this. even started the theatrical version yet. I really I, wish they didn't cut any of this. I know, I know. That's why he made the director's cut. So again, we'll make a disclaimer maybe at the end of the show. But then there's this other scene at nighttime where Soda and Ponyboy are, because they share a room at the Curtis household, you never really get that in the theatrical cut. So it is like telling me, like, you know, Derry don't mean nothing when he t- when he yells at you. Just got a lot of responsibility because mom and dad died. But he loves you a lot. And then Pony's well, like, why'd you drop out that. of school? That does happen. That does happen. That does that happen. That line happens. Two-Bit tells him, and I think Soda probably... I don't know if he gets that from anybody else. I know Two-Bit says something to him. But Soda says that he's dumb, and then that he's going to... He, he's in love with Sandy. Sandy is his girlfriend that you never see in this movie. God, no. She's yeah. only at that cut beginning scene that we talked about, but she's not in the, the novel version either. No. But he says that he thinks he's going to marry Sandy. And then that... <laughs> is when that's when the theatrical version starts because the the song Gloria by Van Morrison starts and in the theatrical cut what you get is the first scene is that Daly is just standing outside this coffee shop diner type of place Pony and Johnny walk uh, up what are, what are they called like the the soda shops yeah like a soda it's shop it's a soda yeah, shop right yeah like yeah a diner a drug store whatever 
Pony and Johnny walk up, and Daly says, let's go do something illegal. Well, they, I mean, he doesn't say it like that, but. <laughs> Pretty much, he might as well. And then he, like, yeah. does that saunter, as greasers do. And then Gloria starts, and I think that fits the tone better. Like, having yeah, some of these songs from the era fit better. And we basically had an opening montage of the stuff the guys are doing. So, Dallas is played by Matt Dillon. I assume this is one of Matt Dillon's first roles. It he's, feels like it. He's pretty young. I assume so. He's very good in this. I think he captures Dallas very well. Yeah. No, like I, I think he's guy good for this character. He's just, uh, he's a jerk with like a he's reason a to be guy. a jerk. I'm a tough guy, man. Yeah. Don't fucking mess with he's me, got man. He's got to harden himself to. That's right. I'm hardened. I only care about myself. I don't know why he doesn't have the southern accent like the rest of them. He still talks kind of like uh, East Coast. Because he did it. He did. He lived in New York and then he moved. He does mention that. Yeah. Yes. I suppose that's true. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> that's why he I, sounds like he's from Your New York. Honor, I will allow it. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. And then Pony. Ha! Pony just looks kind of like this like unassuming kid. He's got the slicked back hair. That yeah, he's, goes got, kinda he's, down. he's got like the tank top on. But the weird thing oh, is, yeah. is it, the weird thing is it's got like a turtleneck. So it's like, all right. It's yeah, a, it's a weird tank top. It's a weird tank top, but that's Well, fine. it's definitely like a I'm a greaser type it's of thing. It's like tank I ripped top. my sleeves off type of yeah, thing. Yeah, he's trying to look tough, <laughs> even though he's this 14-year-old skinny kid. Right. And then Johnny. Who is like the little mouse of the group. He's a, he is such a little, he's such a little worm, isn't he? He is a worm. Yeah. I think that's he a good, you know a, what? That's, I think is the best way to describe him. He's yeah, a little they, worm. They call him the, I think in the novel, they call him like the group's pet. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause he's like the little puppy, like this little wuss. Yeah. Like, that's all he really is. He's just a little wuss. He kind of just looks like he's constantly like. Uh, eyes wide, just kind of like slack jawed, like kind of like staring at everything, like surprised. Yeah. I, it's weird to me. He's got a lot of problems at home. He does. It's sad. His... So like, it, it, so this is like his family. This is the way. This is how he gets like an actual sociable relationship with people. Is with the greasers, but he is kind of still a little bit of a a lightweight for this group. To put it mildly. To put yeah. it mildly, yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> This, this character is just one of those, like, annoying... Like, you're supposed to feel really sympathetic for him, and you do, you do. to a point, but it's like, God, man, like, stand up for yourself, Poindexter. That, yeah, that, yes. Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. Well, we'll see what happens later, but... Well, that's true. I guess it kind of does. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah, it's kind of a problem when he does. Okay, so anyway. It's a big problem. He, he went a little too far. <laughs> Escalated... Very quickly. It's escalated very quickly. <laughs> so they stop at like a burger shop. A fight breaks out. Switch it because of course they do because oh, yeah. I mean, Switchblades kids... was a huge thing. So for our older listeners, I do want to know this. For anybody that was a teenager back in the 60s, there are it's, this uh, could be a listener or two that you oh, know, you never appreciates know. the podcast format. Did this happen? A lot where fights would just break out. I guess now, I guess in high school, a fight would break out occasionally and it would be like a big deal because it would be a spectacle. They make it, it was. Okay, it was I'm sorry. Spectacle. It was an absolute spectacle in high school. Oh my God. It does feel like there's more fights that happen here than even happen like 
at our high school, which yes. was a little, it was kind of a rough for high school. It was a big high school. Yeah. It was a very diverse high school, and it it had people from all sorts of oh, likes yeah, different and, backgrounds. and kinds, Absolutely. probably like their high school does. So, and and fights would break out. And fights it, would break but, out. Now, I don't think ours got to a point where there was a switch. I don't think switchblades were involved. I think, okay, maybe occasionally, possibly, you know, <laughs> as far as I know, there I have There might have no been idea. a gun or two that went <laughs> off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but this seems like they're making it seem like every single time there's a fight, somebody brings out a switchblade to make them stop. Like, look, uh, well, the look, I'm, I'm more dangerous. Like, yeah, I'm willing to do this. But this is between, like, well, and this is between greasers fighting. And not that, not that, like, nowadays, I mean, I don't know, folks, let me know, but at our high school because there were rich kids there were poor kids like I, like we said nobody really it was always fighting like between the the same the social groups same social groups i would say right or do you think it's between the different social groups or the same social groups i think it's between the same social groups it felt like it was because it's always something like some groups. sort of personal like yeah. you know what did some you say vendetta, stupid yeah. crap yeah it, which makes sense but i do want to know like in the 60s because they make it seem like these guys fight for fun even at the movie theater later. Fight club? Maybe they do. But even at the theater later, they're at the drive-in and they're getting popcorn. And there's kids that don't look grease or soch. I couldn't tell. They just start fighting each other. Well, hold <laughs> on. Let, like... let's, let's, let's wait before we get... We got a couple okay, more okay. scenes before I'm sorry. we get over I'm sorry. To, the, right. to the movie. But so I this... see what you're saying. And it, yeah. I just... I'm, I'm, it just seems like they're trying to say it's very prevalent and it escalates quickly. So the switches come out, the cops show up, so the three of them are like, we gotta get out of here, I don't need to deal with this. So they leave. The weird thing comes up now. Oh, I was gonna say, first they stop at the gas station, Soda and oh, yeah. Steve are there. You That's kind fine. of don't really know, they don't really do anything, but they ask for money to get into the drive-in, and they give them like a quarter to go to the movie theater. Yeah. So that's the point of seeing that. And then, I Which think this is where so you want like, to whoosh. Yes, but that is what was happening. You you, you miss it if you don't see multiple viewing. But go ahead, say say this next part, because I know you you go there. (laughs) They go to this, like, okay, then they're just walking, right? And they go through, like, a back alley, and then they're, I don't know, I guess somewhere near where, like, the greaser area may be. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not. So they're in, like, this grassy knoll area behind some buildings. I don't know. There's three little kids (laughs) playing cards. I couldn't tell if it was Dallas's house because he's like, this "What are you doing in my grass? Are they in like in a greaser area? Are they in like at actually at somebody's home? I couldn't tell." But Dale decides to call these kids out and be Dale like, "Dale's a fucking crazy person." I'm a little. It was just a little creepy because it was like, did I, could, "Did I tell you guys you could like play cards in here?" And then takes their cards and like, "You ever play fifty two pickup?" Yes, you little shit. Like what is this? And then he, like, throws him in the air and goes, I hate kids! And then he, like, chases <laughs> after him like he's gonna, like, beat the shit out of him. And I'm like, what just I happened? That, I don't think they were gonna do anything. I think it was just another example of Dallas being like, I'm a tough guy to everybody. I, I couldn't tell if it was gonna... Kids. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was gonna change to him being like, ha ha ha, I actually know them and is, like, oh, just, yeah. like, fucking with them. Or yeah. was it... Or was he better. actually serious and, like, yeah. being a jerk to just some random children? <laughs> like, He's trying like... to teach him a lesson. I'm trying to toughen up. Teach him to toughen up. Right. Yeah, it, that was 
that might have that would have been an interesting twist if he was like, really if they were like, one oh, up, Dallas, him over your shoulder, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they would have shown us that he has a he has a heart softer of softer side. Yeah, there's yeah. a softer side, to old Dally. He's also golden. <laughs> but no, he they just chase them. No, off. they just chase them weirdly through a field. Yeah, they sneak under the fence to get to the drive in anyway, so they didn't really need the money to get into the theater. Well, for this food. is another, huh? For food, all oh, for food, want, like, popcorn for food. And stuff. That's true. <laughs> And and in the book, Pony I think is meant, always kind of mentions that they can afford the stuff because you know you just need some change in the '60s to survive. But they choose to sneak in anyway because it's more fun. Because well, yeah, that's more fun to sneak into a movie than it's like exciting. <laughs> there is like a little frame of this where it's, it's completely unrelated to the plot. They're just they're just building the world where the guys pop the trunk of the car and the girls yes, get and out the girls the came out. I love. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, of course that. I'm like, I focused on that too. I was yeah. like, well, they're not the only ones. This must happen all the time. All I kept thinking was, I wonder if they charge by car or by person in car. Because it, yeah. it's different depending on the drive, the, the drive-in. drive And I've been to drive-ins before, and the ones I've been to, it's by car, not by people. So you wouldn't have had to sit in the... The trunk. In the trunk. And hide. Right. <laughs> Well, this one clearly was by person, because they wouldn't have done that. Right, they but... would have been like, it's like stuck in the trunk. Oh, that would be <laughs> horrifying. And drive-ins have made a comeback since the pandemic. That's an- another thing now that I think people like to do is the drive-in, for sure. Yeah. This is a little weird, though, because... Okay, so they, they're... The guys kind of walk... By, walk. Uh, they're trying to go find their seats, because there's like a little section where you don't have to have sure. an actual car. You could have walked you to the drive-in sit. and sit... And as they're walking past, because I do like the little, like the dolly shot that you get of them walking, walking yeah, through no, that's the, really the nice. drive-in. As there may not be a dolly, I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert. But they're as they're walking it. in, or, or, or rather wheels. any other film buffs, yeah. They're pulling a rope. The film buffs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. You get a little bit of cherry jumps out of yeah a woman gets the out of a socialist car. car yeah you don't know it's cherry yet but it's cherry and these two guys also jump out of the car and they're like what's the matter what's the matter i, I that's i'm not doing the oklahoma accent the socials really don't have the southern accents no you gotta just kind of do a drunk case like what's the matter what's the matter you're my girlfriend you're supposed to let me do this and it was yeah. like i was like okay yeah and, I'm, and then it. she stuck to her fucking guns. I was like, good for you. That's literally what I said. I was like, good for you. This is the 60s okay, and so you did that. Good job. <laughs> what do you What do you think Bob was trying to make her do? Feel her you up. think he was just getting... Yeah, I think okay, he was so trying was to, one, make her drink her and feel her up. I think he was okay. getting handsy. Because he says something like, just try it. And I was... Yeah, then like, that's, that would be the alcohol. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. But I think okay. it was both. I think I bet it was a little bit of both because there was the "you're my girlfriend, you're supposed to let me," and then there was just try it. So I'm like, all right, is it the alcohol and like, are you trying to have sex? Like, what's going on? But she well, was just like not, not having. It. She's just like, I hope no. she's not trying to have. That he's trying to have sex with her in the car with another couple. There, it's a little crowded. I mean, I would think. There, I mean, you know, I guarantee you, you he was. I you guarantee groups. you he was getting handsy. Oh, I bet handsy. At least mm-hmm. making out. You know, making out, yeah. getting too handsy. None right. of that which, crap. Which, as a woman in the 60s, you were just supposed to take. 
So, so like, that's like why I, said, you know what? Good for her. Right. Like you said, like, yeah, it's a good thing that she, she actually stands up. Well, you actually see that a few, I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but I think that clearly it was, would probably have been harder in the 60s. No, it would have been harder reject. for her to say no. Yes. Yes. We see 2-Bit for a second. He sexually harasses someone. So we get the introduction of 2-Bit. <sighs> I can't remember what he says. He says something about it. He says something about his penis, but I can't remember what it is. And then, his penis? yeah, he grabs his dick and he's like, how's it hanging or something like that? Oh my like God, that. he does. I don't think I realized that's what he meant. <laughs> I did not catch the innuendo. Oh yeah. Oh my God, of course. Pony and Dale and Johnny are sitting there and Cherry and I can't remember her friend's name, Maria or something like that. I don't remember. Marsha, uh, M name. And is it, is it an M name? Pony remarks that he's Marcia, cold. Yeah. Marsha, okay. And Pony remarks that he's cold because he's wearing that tank top, like we said. And it, okay. <laughs> Folks, if you're going to do, I don't care Again, if it's the middle of the summer, when it's nighttime and it's it clearly chilly. windy, it it's chilly. chilly. Even in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it's going to get a little chilly. It always gets cooler at night. Always. Even if it's just a breeze. Now, this could just be an adult talking, and then you're, as a kid, yes. you forget your, your sweater or your jacket. Wear yeah. a sweater! Yes, but I mean... Sweater. I don't know I why, mean, yeah, I mean, it's all, gonna the, be, it's all gonna be the greasers, all the greasers are constantly wearing jackets anyway. I don't know why Pony Boy didn't he, have one. he wants to show off his guns. He's being that's right. the tough guy. Oh, those, that's right. Ripped those off for, Those 14-year-old <laughs> defined guns he's got. Because <laughs> he's such a hunk. Okay, here's something. And they're smoking, and he's just going to get colder. <laughs> yes. Contrary to popular belief, smoking makes you colder. <laughs> Family guy taught me that one when I was little. Did it? Actually, I don't remember what taught There's me that. a scene where Brian is smoking, and Stewie's like, you know, smoking actually makes you colder because it restricts your blood, and it's like, oh, oh I didn't funny. know that. Like, I actually I learned something today. So, here's something. Did you notice that behind the guys, there's just a bunch of old people? Why are there a bunch of old people there? <laughs> well, it's a drive-in. Why not? They're going to the movies. It just seems, it seems a little off that there's a bunch of, like, I get it. I get that old people go to the movie. I go to the movies. I'm old. But. I mean, he's seems, in a suit, though. He's in a suit to see this, like, <laughs> beach blanket bimbo movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe they're just that cute couple that still goes out oh, on Oh, they dates. went to the drive-in to make out, too? Yeah, they're still right. they're on their date. They may be okay. 70 but, or 80, but they're out on their date, and they're going to the movies. All right, I'll, I'll, again, I'll allow this. But if you were old enough to see the Spanish-American War and you're at the drive-in... I have it. I have it up. And Dale just fell out of his seat, and they laughed at him. Yes! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The old people laughed at him. <laughs> like, they're like a part think, of the I, show. I think the, the this old couple mm -hmm. are, still act like they're teenagers. Okay. I think that's what it is. I think they're okay. like, ha, that was us once. You were a greaser, honey. I bet that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you were a greaser back in 1922, Carl. Because in my opinion, they're really, really annoying. 
and I would have been like, can you guys shut the hell up? I'm yeah, you would have confronted Dallas. Today you would have confronted Dallas. But instead like, they're Cherry just like, uh-huh, they're just having fun. Who cares? We're watching the movie. Well, because like... they went to go see Beach Blanket Bimbo. <laughs> it's not like they're watching, you know, they didn't go see a movie. They went to go see this <laughs> B-reel footage or B-roll footage. I like be real. <laughs> yeah, be real. Because <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking that, that I was gonna say that they saw this fake reel, like oh this, yeah, it's just this reel of like crap just that they random. got. Random. It's yeah. actually somebody's summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell of it. It's Friday night. Put up whatever. I don't give a shit. These these kids oh will watch whatever. They're just here to make out. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. I ain't gonna put up. I, I was going to try to do one of their Oklahoma accents. I'll, I have to at some point. Daly starts flirting or harassing Sherry. Well, he is by, flirting, but he's doing it too much, and then it becomes he's doing harassment. It in Dallas's way. Which, which is, she seems to be okay with at first, okay. but then like, she stops seems being into okay it. With it. She seems kind of into it. So does the friend. They both seem a little hot for Daly. I think, I, well, she even says she is. Yeah, she does say of. she is. I'll tell you, like, later, she does say she is. But I think she's like, well, you're really cute, but I know how you are. So I'm yes. going to stop myself. Like, stop. Like yes, she has restraint. She's like, mm, and then she stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does a good job of, like, laughing here, but I wasn't quite sure what she was laughing at. But it has to be Dallas's it was just, antics. It's just him being, like, And she's trying and not to and laugh then, at and it. And she's yeah. trying not to allow herself to flirt back. So then she goes, I know how you are. I'm not going to flirt with you. I'm not going to fall in love with you is what, like, she says later. She doesn't want to fall in love with Dallas because she knows she would. Because she likes the bad boys, my guess. But, you know. Probably. <laughs> Cherry, as well, we mentioned. She, she called, okay. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. She calls, she calls Pointy Boy like a heartthrob or like a looker. A and I'm just, she calls a him a dream. She calls him a dream. A dream. Okay, but I, all right. I think. A dream. She calls him dreamy, which, which I, I know, but it's might still, be a different context just... than how we're thinking of it. Because no, we're I don't thinking think it is because she asked if Soda Pop was also dream or no, like if Dairy was also dreamy, like like you, like like you, because Soda is hot and reckless. Yes. With, well, with, that's what I think Pony. is a little unfair. I think it's a little unfair how Cherry treats Pony Boy in this movie. She put she leads him on a little bit because I don't bit. think Cherry. I think Cherry thinks that Pony's cute. Oh yeah, but I don't. I think that Cherry, that she realizes that maybe he, well, From she's obviously older. she can't be with him. Yes, she's That's older. She's is. in a different class. She would be better suited for soda pop or something like that, probably. But social standpoint, she cannot go with the greaser. I understand. I agree. But anyways. Well, okay. Cherry played by Diane Lane, who is very, very pretty in this. Oh, she's so pretty. Like, also, why uh, are there so many redheads in this scene? <laughs> Wait, there's more? <laughs> there's so many redheads getting popcorn, it was ridiculous. Were there? I did not notice. They all, it was either just, like, really red-brown hair or redheads, because they all had the same color hair, and she's a redhead. Maybe there were a lot more redheads back then, and because it's a recessive gene and nobody wants to, you know, marry a ginger, that just kind of, you know, fell by the wayside. So, <laughs> yeah, it's more... <laughs> Redheadedness was popular in the 60s, Rachel. Mary Jane. Well, it's so different. Yeah, it's unique. Now everybody just dyes their hair whatever the hell color they want. That's right. Damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Dallas ends up asks Cherry if the carpet matches the drapes. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I was like the nerve, the nerve of this guy, and she sticks yes. to her guns. She gets slightly offended and snaps back at him. Johnny, being a coward, avoids the confrontation entirely and decides to go get a coke in the middle of this conversation. And Dally's like, "I'm never nice." And it's like, no shit, Dallas. You you are gonna you're gonna murder little children. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Oh my god. Two bit sexually assaults someone by pulling up their skirt at this point as well. I think that's sexual assault. Did I miss this? <laughs> How did I miss all these two bit sexual like, things? He's walking he's walking by somebody else's car and there's like a girl there it like talking to somebody in the window and she's got a skirt on. As two bit's walking by, he lifts her skirt up yes, and he's like, Woo! Yes, that is. And like walks by. <laughs> yeah. Well, back then it was just playing. It was just being playful. Like the girl just turns to him and is like, oh, greaser, get out of here, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That just, uh, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Much simpler times. Simpler yeah. Times. Yeah. Quote unquote, simpler. Dallas walks away at this point. He's like, okay, I'm not wanted. I get it. He actually walks away to go get concessions. But Cherry asks if Pony is going to start on in on them too. I think she starts the conversation because she thinks Pony's cute. Because there's right. no reason for her to start talking to him. No. Not really. I guess because Pony's alone? No, because I think Johnny's back at this point. I don't know. Johnny might be back by this point. But it's it, this is definitely because she thinks he's cute. So, yeah, like, so she, she's got, she got a glimpse him. of him when looking at Dallas, so she wants right. to talk to him. So he introduces himself. They, of course, say it's an interesting name. His name is Ponyboy Curtis. And he's like, well, I also got an older brother named Soda Pop. That's his real name, Tom's birth certificate, and everything. Rachel wants to give me praise for that accent because now she can't do anything. <laughs> that was a good impression. Don't I mean, even fucking kinda, lie. He kind of does do that. He does slur a little bit with the accent and everything. And Aww. he says he knows he knows them from school. She's a cheerleader. Yep. And they mention that he doesn't look old enough to be in high school. This is where I can't remember if this is from the book or not and or if this is a fact or not or if I put this in my head back in seventh grade. Did Pony skip a grade? Like, is that part of the... Is he 14, but he's, like, a freshman or a sophomore? Uh, I don't remember that being a thing. He might just be a freshman and just smaller. And just small. Yeah, I don't think he's, like, grown into himself yet. I mean, Johnny hasn't either. Johnny looks smaller and younger. So, I I just don't think they've grown into themselves yet. It is weird, like, if you look at a high school and you look at the freshmen versus the seniors, they do look a lot different. Yes. So it's understandable. Sure. They ask him why he hangs with Dally, and Pony says that, well, he's a greaser too. They're all greasers. They all hang out together. So when they mention about Soda Pop, then you realize that Cherry and Marsha know who the Curtises are because they they say Soda's cute, and... They ask about the other brother. They ask about the other brother. disappeared. And then that's where Ponyboy tells them that Soda dropped out and they both now work because, and then they're like, oh, did he have to drop out when your parents died? So like, it's known that their parents died. I think at some point they say that the parents died like a year ago. So it's pretty fresh. This isn't like something that's been going on for a while. This is a whole different lifestyle for these kids. Exactly, right. Daly comes back with stuff for everybody. He's got concessions for the whole group yeah that's kind of nice i thought that was that that's a nice little gesture from dallas he didn't just get the guy's stuff he did get the girl's stuff too right but he can't help himself and he says something to cherry as he hands her the coke 
and he on, she throws I it back I in didn't his face. understand why she threw it back in his face. He says something. I thought it was not that. It wasn't that mean. He says something like, "Maybe this will chill you out" or something like that. Like it mm. was. It was clearly like something like quit acting like a bitch, kind of thing. But he doesn't. He, it wasn't I thought that this might bad. cool you off. Yeah, like that's not that's not that it's bad. It's not, but it's. I think it's also him just being like, "Cool you off enough so I can get in your pants," kind of thing. And I think she knows the implication of what he's saying, and so she's like, "Get out of here, leave me alone." Yeah. Well, she daily. I'm not accepting this drink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is more like a rejection, like yeah. like a stop doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's simpler times. Everybody was getting stuff thrown in their face back. I don't in the know. Day. He takes it as a turn on and just starts trying to make out. Yes, with he her. does. And I'm just That's like, right. what is this? He does. Well, yeah. He gets handsy, and then Johnny tells him to leave her alone. And yep. Johnny, which leave is her alone, it... daily. Yeah. It, yeah. A little bit tails this, but I mean, he does kind of get up and go like he, he gets up and he tells her to st- him to stop. And I, that is kind of what got him to stop, was Johnny saying Yes, Johnny saying it is what got him to stop. Because even though Johnny is the pet, they all feel protective of Johnny. So if Johnny is telling them to knock it off, it doesn't come from, like, a point of authority, as right. it would, like, if Derry said it. Right. It comes from a point of, like, you're truly crossing the line. Because right. Johnny line got enough to, to, to oh, actually not say enough something. gumption to say something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what no, I, I think. Anyway. No, I agree. I agree with that. I did like that Daly's like... What'd you say, you little shit? <laughs> he just can't. He, he cannot ha- he can't help turn it. it off. He can't turn it off. <laughs> he has to look tough, no matter right. what. Johnny's got a cut He has to make it look like eye. it's his choice to leave. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. Because Daly's like being an asshole and he storms off. He's like, all right. All right. It's fine. I'll leave. I'll just fucking leave. It's fine. Yeah, but it's his choice to leave. It wasn't because the girls rejected him. It wasn't because Johnny told him to stop. Yes. The girls, because Dallas left now, so then they're kind of, I don't know, I guess they're kind of impressed that Johnny actually stood up to them, or they just think that they're cute or whatever. I think it was the cute, and they actually got him to stop, and it was like they were on their side and not being greasers, quote unquote. Yes, they didn't just follow the greaser code. Yeah. Marcia says, why don't you come sit with us to protect us? So they decide to move up the road to sit next to them. This is where you find out Johnny is 16. And Marsha's like, oh, I thought that you were both 14. And Cherry tries to save it by by saying that she thought that they were both 16. Because she gets it that, like, it could be kind of mean to Johnny if you're like, oh, you look like a little kid. You look, yeah, you look younger. He does look like a little kid, though. He Ralph does. Macchio, Ralph Macchio at this point was 20. Yeah, so he just looked like a little what? kid. What? Oh my god. No, he wasn't. Yes. He's so baby-faced. So, yeah, he's he just he looks like a kid. So Which, I mean, and then that makes like, sense. you got the older ones always playing the younger ones, but he is a baby face. Well, not only that, like Derry. When we get to Derry, he's supposed to be twenty, and Patrick Swayze was twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> so. looks thirty. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I mean. I think Patrick Swayze. I mean, is I a good could. I, I would say like eh, 20, 26, 25, 26, You yeah. know, but twenty. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> so they say that. Oh, you seem like too sweet looking to scare anyone to really be a greaser like Dally, and you're just not thirty. And Pony says something weird here. I, I was trying to figure out what the hell this sentence meant. He says, okay. "Oh, Dally's all right. He'd leave you alone if you knew who you were." What? What does that mean? He 
He'd leave you alone if he knew who you were. So, like, if you know, if you don't know, if Dallas I doesn't it, know okay. you, I he's think gonna it's annoy because you're a stranger. You. If you're and a he stranger, can look tough. yeah, I need to look tough in front of a stranger, but I let my guard down when it's, like, a friend or somebody I know. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's a good assessment of that line. All right. I don't even, I can't even challenge that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2-Bit. Played by Emilio Estevez, or as Rachel called him earlier, <laughs> Mighty Duck. Oh, Not even know. Coach Bombay. He doesn't even get the character that he no, is. No, no, he's Mighty just Duck. the Mighty Duck guy. <laughs> Two-Bit sneaks up. He scares Johnny. He's like, what you doing here, Gracer? And he, like, takes out the switchblade to scare Johnny. Steals the show. A little bit, Two-Bit yeah. S- Two-Bit steals the show in this movie. I, mean, I, I think he's... He is the prankster of the yes. Gracers. He is the comic relief. But yeah, he's the he's the quick-witted one in quotations cuz none of them are bright. Well, D- I do, I than, do think Dairy and Soda Dairy Pop and, are, but I don't think that they uh, no, let I, it on. Soda Pop says he's dumb. Like that now granted there's some self-awareness to that which means that you're not as dumb as you probably think you really sure. are. But I think Dairy and Ponyboy are the smart ones. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's probably why Derry gives it to Ponyboy all the time, more so. Yeah, because he wants him to use his head, because he's a smart one. Now, this greaser comes up, and is he 36 years old, or is he what? he a greaser? He must be a greaser. Yes, yeah. he's a greaser, because, but he looks like he's, he's in his <laughs> mid-30s, at least. No, he totally is. So he tells them that Dallas slashed the guy's tires, and he's looking for him, and they're all like, well, we don't know where you're at. Okay. This is worse than a modern movie theater. We have talked on this show about how movie theaters, people are talking and they're on their phones and shit. <laughs> if there are, are people having oh conversations, standing next to each other. I mean, I guess is... the idea is don't sit at a drive-in then. You go to the, you, you sit in your car. You don't sit in the seats because this is where everybody's going to have like a conversation and chit-chat with each other then. That's how I see it. If you didn't have a car, then you're just kind of screwed. I guess the other side of the aisle is watching the movie. Yeah. It's just the, here with the it's creatures. It's just this poor old, this, this old couple with this like these, couple. these redheaded children. And it's just like, <laughs> we gotta get, we're like, they're not, they're missing the whole boobs and, and beach babes on the screen. <laughs> I, I, we have to look up what the real name of this movie is. <laughs> I really want to know, is it a real movie? Two bit charms the friend for a little bit. He gives Pony a quarter because Cherry's like, I'm going to go get some popcorn. And Tubit's like, oh, it's on me. And gives him a quarter to go get everything. Because again, these guys have some, they have enough money to like be teenagers. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. But they're, they're, they're poor, but they like seem to have like funds. They have pocket change. They have yeah, pocket they got some change. change. Well, I mean, it, they well, might it, steal it, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fair enough. But I don't uh, think they like steal a lot it seems more so like no they have pocket change they find on the street or you know whatever it's, yeah it, it it costs like a quarter to get an ice cream you know it's not five bucks to That's get an right. ice cream so right. at least they probably have enough for that yeah so cherry and pony boy are talking as they're getting popcorn they mentioned that johnny got beat up by a soch with rings and cherry tries to explain that they aren't all like that and that saying that would be like all the greasers are like dallas She's right. like, I mean, Dallas probably has jumped up some people in his day. Like, you wouldn't want to say that about all of you either. This is where you get one of the themes of the show, where Cherry says that the South Side socialists have it made, don't we? You think the socialists have it made? The rich kids. 
the south side sewers. Well, I'll tell you something, Pony Boy, and it might come as a surprise, but things are rough all over. And that line of things are rough all over, I know, has been kind of like a cemented piece of like when you're growing up. It's like, a, oh, that's deep kind of a cut <laughs> from sure. this mo mo book. Or but it movie. is kind of something you have to to realize as a younger person. Like everyone has a everyone a lot has of stuff something going on in yeah, the world. Yeah. yeah. And it's you not... don't know everything and your world right. isn't the only one. Yes. Yeah, the the world doesn't revolve around you. People that you meet could have things going on. They could have anxieties or problems or issues and you need right. to be more empathetic. Yes. Everybody, everybody be kind. You don't know be what kind. the other person's be, going through. That's right. Be kind to each other. That has I mean, been your shelf life lesson of the day. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's kind of what it is, though. No, it is. It absolutely is. I think that's why Hinton wrote the book was because she You can't treat felt... another person from what they look like. Right. Or from where, where they are. You or can't from treat where they're them... from. Right. Yeah. By the content of their character, which is why I say that Dallas is an asshole. So the... the... <laughs> Period. The theme of the story is supposed to be that they're all the same. And you'd think that these people would never actually interact. I don't know how small town we're supposed to think Tulsa is in this time frame. Mm -hmm. But you would think if there's a south side and a north side that there's probably... Well, I guess not necessarily. I was going to say that there'd be two different drive-ins. So no. that they would be separate, but maybe No, not. I don't think so. If it's a small town, that's the drive-in. Yeah. I, I, th I All right. Yeah. No, so I, I, I think I think it is pretty small. I think yeah. there's like they, they well, keep showing the main strip, so like that's the main yeah. strip, that's the downtown, and then yeah. there's the there's the north and the south side, there's the well, high there school is, they all go to and we know there's, the, there's a there's a drive there's a in shop. and there's a theater. Yeah. Because Pony goes to the theater right. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking more of hangouts where you would go get like a burger. Like a soda shop. Yeah, there's gonna be Soch soda shops and greaser soda shops Possibly. that might be more there the might separate. be a couple there yeah. might be a couple or they just stay on their side of town type of thing as well that's true too yeah this is where the kids were fighting in the concession stand yes. i don't know if that was supposed to mean something because of because of the conversation that sherry and, and pony boy are having because these kids did to me didn't look so or grease they were just kids just people the guys decide I really wish to. I, I should show you because I mean, even the kid who's trying to fight the other one is a redhead. <laughs> the one behind the counter, redhead. It, it pops off the screen. Francis Ford Coppola was like, "I need as many redheads as we can. <laughs> Bring me all the redheads." The guys decide to walk the girls home, as you did, back in the day. Yeah. And Cherry asks about dairy. Maybe Tulsa, Oklahoma has a large population of of redheaded people. Folks from Tulsa, any of you lifers from Tulsa, let us know. There are an, an, an extraordinary amount of redheads in your. Are you a redhead? Are you, are you personally? <laughs> are you personally offended by the portrayal of gingers in the outside? All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're taking them home. They're taking them home. Cherry asks about dairy, which I guess means that they were talking a lot. I guess that's what we're supposed to assume from this because you don't really get a lot of the because she says something about like oh i feel like i know soda pop now okay pony i'm gonna <laughs> give you some advice even if you're mad at dairy because he's become like your parental figure right and he yells at you a lot if the cute girl is 
flirting with you and it calls the, you dreamy. The second she said the line, or dreamy like you, don't start in on your brother. You just kind of go, yeah, you look at this. Like, what is this? Well, this is, I mean, this is Ponyboy's immaturity here. Yeah, I, I can't say, I mean, He's I would have probably... I would have fucked it up too. I'd fuck it up now. If a girl was flirting with me, I'd be like, whoa. You'd giggle. You'd giggle. <laughs> You'd kind of just go, uh, uh, <laughs> No, I'm a terrible flirter. Not as bad as Pony Boy. Because Pony has a fucking little fit, a little, this little he temper dies. tantrum. And it's like, you little dipshit. This girl is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, the acting... even, even like Tubit and Johnny are just like, oh come on, you're fu- it's fine. Calm yeah, down. like calm da- down. Derry, Derry likes you. Derry loves you. Like this is where you get like that first idea of Pony doesn't understand that Derry has his best interest. He in does everything for him. Yes, everything he does is for Pony. The acting, I said at this point, there's some to be desired here. Oh. They they do act they act and sound it... like teenagers enough in the dialogue. Yeah, but, but it also <laughs> is a bit like. Yeah. Like the only way I can describe it is it just kind of feels a well, in bit particular, dry and robotic. Yes, it's a little robotic. Uh, there's a there's one line in particular that Pony says as the Sosha's Mustang comes up, where he says something about like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny," and it's so like, "The hell was that? Do another take." <laughs> yeah. It was like, <laughs> remove the audio at that point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got a little. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Good composition, though. I did see the Coppola composition of look at look at this painting that I'm drawing you coming into to frame here. You can kind of see the story about to happen. Yes, yes. Especially with the way that the Mustang comes up and you yes. see the lights of the Soches. Like, I think that that was supposed to be like a warning sign throughout when you see the lights of the Soches because the greasers are never in cars. I think other than Dallas, you right. don't ever see a greaser in driving a car. Because they can't really afford it, probably. No. So Cherry's boyfriend arrives and he get they get into a verbal argument and Randy, who is the other Soche... <laughs> Sorry, I don't like either of them. They're also drinking well, and driving. Yes, very much so. Well, back in the sixties, that was just a challenge. That wasn't. Well, she like even a... says like you're passed out in like the street and stuff. I'm like, okay, you're a drunk. <laughs> they're in high school. They're they're socias. They got nothing better to do than to yeah. drink themselves silly. Randy threatens them, and Tubit breaks a bottle, gives a piece to Pony. And Cherry's like, stop it. No fighting. We'll come with you. She hates fights. She doesn't want to see them get into a fight. Which, I guess at this point, they are ready to kill each other because they're using shards of glass. Oh my god. I think it's just the threats. It's the threats of leave us alone because we're trying to be tougher and be more threatening. Right. Cherry takes Pony off to the side and tells him... That if she doesn't say hi in school, don't take it personal. Because of the social part of it. Because of the social class of it. Which, I I guess I get. I guess I get. I mean, we saw it a little bit in the faculty. Let's pull, we did let's see it a little it bit back in the faculty. for a second. Yeah, yeah. However, they break their roles in the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the faculty, of course, was it, it was a response to the outsiders, you know. Obviously. As, obviously. As you do. This is one of those, I mean, it's a, it's tropish, but it's yeah. also true. And, and that's one of the themes of high school thematic work in general is the social structures and classes and how things Evolve are decided and, by. Yeah. Because once you get to college, nobody gives a shit. But right. that's very true. But in high school, a lot of things are based on your social standing and mm-hmm. your, I don't know, your looks, your whatever. Yeah. It's dumb. Your hobbies. Everything. Everything is judged and put into a box. That's high school. Now, is it still? I would assume. Because I don't think it's ever going to change. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I assume it's, I assume so, most of it is still kind of the same. Yeah. Question. Um, mm. What is the, what is that? trope where they zoom in on the gun for a thing that comes back into the future oh uh are you talking about a sh- like a Sch- schrodinger's gun no what is it it's something about a gun isn't it yeah it, it's it's chekhov's gun chekhov's gun so there was actually a chekhov's gun shot in this scene where johnny looks at the guy's hand with the rings and the flask i don't know well is that chekhov's i think it gun? is i would call it the chekhov's gun well i or guess is it just I mean, foreshadowing i mean it's foreshadowing right. but well, i would count it that way because let's it, educate some people on what chekhov's gun is because we couldn't remember the term so let's see what it is here a dramatic principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed yeah you're right so and it's, everything it, it that you see focus. has a purpose, yes. It was a focus, focal point of that shot was the the rings and the flask. And, the, and he's looking at Bob. He's looking at Cherry's yes, boyfriend. the boyfriend. Okay. But it was that, like, that look. He looks so scared all the time. He's such a mouse. He looks so scared <laughs> all the time. I feel so well, bad. He's getting, he's getting hit at home. I know, I, I feel mean, so he bad literally for the is kid. the beaten puppy, yeah. But, but he's just so scared. I just want him to get out of the situation. <laughs> so does he. <laughs> Sherry says as... Oh, Cherry's real name, by the way, is Sherry. Yeah, it's uh, so, Sherry, but calls her Cherry. But everybody calls her Cherry because of, of her red hair. hair. She says, I hope I never see Dallas again. I'd probably fall in love with him. This That's is the line! Says. That's the line I was saying. Because she likes a bad boy. It's gotta be. It's the only thing that makes I, sense. Yeah, I think I think she's saying, like, he's charming. She, he's, They admire him. Yeah, but I he's think cute. That, I think she was half joking. She doesn't uh, say it like that, but I think that's the implication. I don't know. We find out that Marsha gave Tubit her number, but he thinks it's yes! fake, so he just throws it away. Dude, I think that she actually dug him. Totally gave him the, the real number. I think totally he totally did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he throws away. Idiot. Yeah. Well again, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's social one of those things. standing thing. It's I a don't social believe standing thing. And it, it's also I don't think I've ever done this in my life. I I would want to give myself praise if I did do this, but it's like if you go up to a girl that's out of your league and she flirts back with you or whatever, or you just end up in a situation like Two Bit does here. I would be inclined to think like, okay, yeah, that's not going anywhere and just ignore it rather than pursue it further because you think they were just being friendly or whatever. It's a conundrum that has haunted the timid man <laughs> like myself. Like Dallas would not have hesitated. Okay, they get to Johnny's. His folks are fighting, so they go to an empty lot. Did you notice the part where a hat flies across the, the screen? Oh, and 
Yes. And she he picks, picks it up, up and he goes, I got a new a, hat. That was an <laughs> accident. Somebody was wearing that hat on set and it blew, like the wind picked up and blew really? across. Because they filmed this in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. So two-bit Emilio Estevez just improvised like, hey, look, a new hat. And, and they he kept puts it, it on and like, I love that. it fits the character. That's a fun improvocation. You know what? Good job. I applaud mm-hmm. you. I liked that. Because I thought it was kind of silly. Yeah. So Johnny's like, let's just go to the empty lot because my folks are fighting. Why don't you just go to Ponies? Why aren't they just going to go well, hang out at Ponies? he doesn't invite him to go to his house. But, but like, I think... I don't... <sighs> I think he doesn't want, I think he wants to have his parents actually give a shit about him. I think he's kind of, it kind of makes him slightly uncomfortable to have probably Derry parent him. Because I have a feeling Derry treats him like a parent would. Sure. So but maybe... I'm saying like, not even that, but like, oh, my parents are fighting. I don't feel like getting beat tonight. Let's just go to your house. And if it was 1995, you'd be saying, let's just go to your house and play video games. But in this sure, case, it'd be like, no. let's just go to your house and smoke and play cards. Right. No, I know. I don't know. It's one of those things. They're very deep children. They like to set a fire and watch the, the stars. Yeah. Yeah. This is where they're watching the stars. Weird. They get real close. They like are cuddling. The, yeah. There's been close. some, I guarantee you there's some fan fiction about this scene. Oh, it's a sad scene, though, at the same time. But I just, I noted that. I was just like, they're awfully close. And, like, for them being guys' guys, right? It just seems close. I'm like, I don't know. Would guys' guys do that? Because it's like, girlfriends, yeah, we would. Sure. We'll exit, like, like that. Yeah, that's that's normal. Again, it it is written by a woman. So, written by a girl. A 15-year-old. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, because they're, like, best friends. So she thinks, like, oh, yeah. But I also like... like that the portrayal, I mean... It's cute, though. I kind of like it, because it's kind of like he, he leans on him. He literally yeah. it's a leans little, on it's him. It's a little much. Like, I I think He's it's probably a little him, though, far for, for the guys to do it. But I like that it's not just like, no, we're men. Like, we can't touch yeah. each other no, or I, show I affection. No, I do. I, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I do like I, that they do show nice affection, cause... but it's probably a little more than, than would actually have happened. Especially, sure. like you're saying, because they're trying to be manly man yeah so, so like i could see him putting his arm around him comforting him and stuff but i also like that they're doing like, it the physical leaning on each other is really like a good like metaphor and, yes like, that's true show. that's true that's true yeah i mean it doesn't veer into like the the slash fiction of it of like the two of... like they're into each other yeah i could yeah. see it going that I way could somebody but... i could see somebody portraying it that way but that, but, but I like, I don't think it is. I think they're have, just best friends. Just because you're affectionate doesn't mean that you're, you know, into, into each, other. each other. No, yeah, you're, they can just I think they're be just affectionate. best friends. Yeah. I think they're they're being affectionate in a brotherly way, in a yes. sibling way. Suddenly, Johnny starts sobbing about oh. wanting to kill himself. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, stab in the heart! All just of a sudden, out of nowhere. Like, well. It's because he could still hear his parents. I, I guess And he's that's just why. like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. He wants it's to awful. go somewhere. He wants to go somewhere where there's no greases or soches because he just can't take it anymore. He doesn't want to deal with this shit. Because it's all this fighting. His parents are fighting. His social. His his other family is fighting. You know, yeah. it's just constant. And he is not a fighter. No. There's a shot that looks terribly fake. Composed. I don't know what what they. I don't know if this was part of that Gone with the Wind idea, but it's like their faces and they're looking up at the stars, and it just looks like they cropped them in. It, it's really bad looking. I don't know. I hate that looking. Okay, so Pony goes to. Acting, but it's okay. Um, it could be the acting. 
Yeah, I don't know. Ralph Macchio is not a bad the, actor. I think it's that I'm trying to look depressed. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he was. This was before he had more experience, so he just wasn't as like, verse yet. Yeah. Pony takes a nap. Oh my god! And I know that you, you, you. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I want you to describe it. Go ahead. So it's like he's sleeping and. He has a dream about when his parents were killed. Yes. He says that his parents were killed in an auto accident. What we see is that I guess they took a trip out to the country and then yes. out of nowhere, a train hits their car. It was the most, I laughed auto, I laughed out loud. I, because, I really went, what? I don't remember that. Because it felt like something out of a Mel Brooks movie. Oh my God. It felt like if you were trying to make like a serious point, like I could see it in, I could have seen it in Airplane where like, the the history and then just suddenly a train, a train comes, comes by. in. Whew. Talk about a but way to go! Holy crap! That's definitely on the bottom. You don't of my try list to beat the train, guys. Don't try to beat the train. Okay. <laughs> they can't hey, stop. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Curtis live fast and die hard. <laughs> I'm not waiting for any damn train. Whew. So they somehow fell asleep out in this cold lot, even though Pony is wearing nothing but a tank top. And Pony realizes he has to rush home because it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. And of course, Derry stayed up waiting for him. This is our introduction in the theatrical cut of Derry and Soda Pop. Yes. Which I think comes way too late, but whatever. so late. Derry stayed up waiting for him. He's reading the newspaper. He's on the phone with somebody. I guess he's probably calling around to see where if Pony's yeah, at some of the other guys' houses. Yeah, I or 2-Bit. They get into an argument again because Derry's like, you got to use your head. And Derry shoves him. They keep yeah. saying that Derry hits him. No, what okay. literally happens is Patrick Swayze takes the palm of his hand and shoves his little ass down. Right, because he's small and he figured out where like his balance point yeah, he was. Got, oh, he got the balance. But like... Because if Patrick Swayze would have punched Patrick Swayze just pushes kid, anybody and somebody, it's just, he's, they're going down. <laughs> yes. I don't care who it is. In the book, no, okay. I don't know if this is true. Does he hit him? Years Does he read it? Correct. Does he hit him? Does I he actually? So, yeah. I think he punches him or slaps him. I think it's probably more like something. a slap. I think it's probably I think more he like slaps a slaps him in the face. Yeah, and that's why they keep saying he hit. Which me. was legal to do at the time. If, if you were an adult, if you were over eighteen, you could just slap a kid. Oh, any kid. It doesn't have to be kid. yours. No, it doesn't even have to be yours. You could just yeah. go around the go around the town just. So Dallas could have slapped those three kids in the kids. lot, and it would have been fine. Yeah, he was teaching him a lesson. <laughs> that's, that's just, it was just a style at the It's top. just a thing. But I, I think he actually slaps him in the book. I think that's probably right. And I don't know didn't if didn't want to do a slap on screen, so they did a shove. I don't know either, because I haven't read it in a long time. It makes more sense, though. It was probably a slap, just because of the reaction that Pony has. I mean, I get Pony running out anyway, because he got shoved. But a slap feels more unforgivable. Yes. Then a shove. Pony runs out and tells Johnny that they're running away because he's all mad. And he says, Derry hit me. And I wrote, Derry didn't hit you. He shoved you. You'd have known if he hit you because <laughs> your ass oh would be on God. the floor. Oh, probably. And... Bloody and bruised. <laughs> we should mention, because I know we've mentioned it a little bit, but they smoke like chimneys. Oh my God. They're constantly kids. smoking. Constantly. Now I'm going to mention at some point, probably making a remake for this film, they better allow them to smoke because that's part of the plot is that these kids smoke like there is no tomorrow. 
you're saying a remake you're saying a new version yes it would be a it would be the electronic cigarette what are those called oh jewels no i'm not talking about updating it to today oh, okay <laughs> i'm saying if just like redoing the book yes yes how would they how would they do that just we'll, like we'll candy talk, we'll cigarettes we'll just to we'll pretend there, that we'll they actually like they never actually light them they just oh, hold how them pathetic. yeah they, they constantly are just holding them, them pretending they're them. lighting them yes. and never actually smoke them i think that's, that's what would exactly what it would be yeah it's pathetic why is Maybe, that pathetic I could see, <laughs> because if i was an actor story, i'm not gonna puff a freaking cigarette anyways it can be a fake it can be a jewel filled with no no actual tobacco or something no thanks there's a migraine part of the story is that these kids in the 60s smoked like crazy oh i know oh i love the line later but we'll get to that they walk through the park to try and calm down because pony boy realizes what he did so he's like well let's just walk through the park and i'll try to calm down but before they can do anything the mustang comes by i did find a difference between the the director and the theatrical here which is just the score and i'm going to say this the theatrical i think is better so in the in the complete novel version Coppola puts some sort of like rock like over this scene and it doesn't fit at all the Hmm. theatrical version is more like menacing score orchestral and I think it fits way better no I think I think what we got fits I I don't know I don't know it makes me feel a little bit more like worried and anxious and tense I don't know why he changed it but he did they sit on top of the jungle gym and the socials approach, despite oh it being God. greaser territory. God, and the bullies. The bullies are here because oh, they see some greasers. Let's go bully them. We, ne- we we are seeing this from a greaser perspective, Rachel. We don't know if the greasers ever bully the social. I think I you're know, right. I know, but they constantly I do think you're go right. after just... the two that don't bully anybody. Yeah, well, because they can beat them up easily. I guess. The, ones. the socials get out of the car. They're drunk. Of course. And we find out Bob is the guy that beat up Johnny because of the rings. Because and... of the rings and the flask, he, they right. show it again. Mm-hmm. To let because, you know it that does Johnny's come very got... quickly, but, you know. Yeah. Well, Johnny's <laughs> got history with with Bob. Mm-hmm. The greasers are clearly outnumbered. It's like six to two or something. Mm-hmm. They throw some booze at Pony. Pony spits at them, and they try to run off. But Pony gets caught. Johnny gets knocked down or something. They kind of, like, kick Johnny or something. And they start drowning Pony in the fountain. Yes! They start drowning him! Okay. I thought they I were... thought they were trying to be like, we're gonna wash your grease out and like, yeah, do that. Yeah, that's kind of what they but were doing. But at the doing. same time, they're dunking him. They're washboarding him. They're dunking his water. head! Yeah, well, they weren't they Waterboarding weren't gonna... him. Dunking his they... head into the water. I don't think that they were gonna kill him, though. They're just messing with him. Like, yes, it's torture and it's... Assault. But at the same time, they could have accidentally killed him. I suppose. There, there is a probable, it makes sense to me for them to fight back hard because there's a possibility that they would kill and drown Ponyboy here. Okay. If Ponyboy goes under the water and sucks it in while he's trying to get away, he could pass out. Yeah, and they'll just leave him in the water. I'll just leave him in the... I understand. It's self-defense. It's total self-defense what happens. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just no, saying I don't. I don't think their intention was no, to they're, harm they're... him. No. Well. They wanted, a, they wanted, they wanted him to, to beat, beat him, him up, up a little bit, but I don't think that they it... were... 
attempting to like put him in the violent, hospital. It is a violent bullying tactic, right? Absolutely, here. it's 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 unacceptable, and it's something that a dumb soch would do. You little rich bastards out there. Yes, yeah, seriously, what the hell? Lawyers of shelf life, you let bored? us know. Go do something constructive. God, <laughs> lawyers of shelf. Well, listen to a podcast. Lawyers of shelf life, let us know what would you have charged the socias with here if, if what happened next didn't happen, which is. It's so interesting. I have a feeling because they ran away, worse things would happen. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's why. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it when yeah. we get to the end. Okay, sorry. So Johnny takes a blade out. I can't remember if this is his blade. It must be because I think everyone has a blade. Yeah, he, and, it out of, he put it, pulled it out of his pocket. Yeah, well, I just didn't know if 2-Bit gave it to him or if he this is his but now there's a possibility they, that happened in the book where he gave him like a, a yeah blade, i don't remember but they but didn't it, show I, anything yeah a- any event in his mental state what we assume because we don't see this because as pony is being dunked and drowned there's a red there's this he, beautiful he starts... effect it's this <laughs> it red so it's like bad, someone painted the, the film with red Right, but I understand what it means, is he's laying in the water, and the water turns red. Yes, that's what it's supposed to be. They just didn't have the effects or the budget or the care to do it. The budget of this movie was like $10 million. Yeah, but Johnny is in this fucking rage mental state here. Oh, yeah. Has to be, because he's he's just in this murderous rage. We... Protective, he's becoming very protective. Well, we find out what happens because there's some blood in the fountain. We get this kind of like wide shot. There's oh, this three blood artistic in the shot here. Oh, it's it's the three Coppola, bo- There's three bodies. There's yeah. blood in the fountain. There's blood on the ground. Yes. Pony wakes up. We get a rotating camera shot, which was artistic for the sake of being artistic. It's like a reminder, like, oh, yeah, by the way, remember, this is from Pony's point of view. Johnny is just sitting there shaking. And Johnny says, I killed a man. I killed that boy. I killed that man. And Pony sees Bob laying there totally dead. Oh, yeah, just dead. I'm actually kind of surprised that the social, all of the entire group is gone. That they left the guy there. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But I don't know if that's supposed to be a symbol of how tight Ooh, the loyalty? greasers are versus how Ooh, tight the socias are. That's a good point. No, I like that. That's a good point. Also, to your point, like, if that would have happened to a greaser, the rest of the greasers are going to try to take the guy down. Hell they are yeah. not going to run. Oh, no. And then they're going to, like, take him to the hospital and everything. Yeah. Like, even if he was dead, they're going to wait for the police. They're going to take him. Yeah. Definitely. Pony says he's going to be sick. I mean, you would get sick. Your friend killed a man. Like, you're you're fucked now. Like, that's the, your yes. life is done. Yes. That's what they, these, bo- both of them think, oh, crap, it's over. Yep. Like, they are trying to piece together what just happened. And, <laughs> and what Pony, to do? Pony goes, you really did kill him, huh, Johnny? And Johnny goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, like, the shot, he's cleaning off, like, the knife, right? And they I thought have he was him burying print. it. Was I thought he, he was trying it? to bury it. I think he's just wiping it off with the grass. Because okay. I would have um, taken it with. It's just a blade. Like, everybody's got a blade. Right. You don't want to put the, the murder weapon at the scene. Right. <laughs> so he's just wiping it off. But the it's it's the shot of his face is half the screen and then the oh, body's in the background. I know this one. Yeah. I thought it looked horrible. It looks so bad. I know it's what they're so going bad. for, but it looks so bad. I don't, it looks I don't, like 
It yeah. looks overlaid. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if that was part of the Gone with the Wind thing that he was doing. <gasps> Maybe. Or what, but it looks so bad. And it's like, dude, you're Francis Just do a different angle. <laughs> yeah, I know you're better than this. I know you're better than this. It's a funny I do angle. like, I did like that the silence of the park, though. Like oh, yeah. that, like they kind of like there's this like nothing, nothingness, which was which was nice because the cause, empty I, horror, like that that it's the empty pit in your stomach silence. Mm-hmm. So they end up going to this hoedown looking bar because they're looking for Dallas, and yeah. I do like that the red light is on on the inside. It's a nice touch. It tells you this is like the dive bar. Yeah, which dive must bar. have some rooms. Dallas just lives at the dive bar, I guess. <laughs> On the second floor. Maybe when he needs to get away, he sleeps there. I love. It reminded me almost of a parody. So they ask for Dallas. He comes to the door. He's shirtless. So we get our first hunky shirtlessness here. (laughs) And they're like, Johnny killed a Soge. And Dallas goes, all right, good for you. Let's go. There's a few times in this movie where one of the greasers is like, are you guys the ones that killed the Soge? And they're like, yeah. And the person that asks is always like, good for you or a good job. Well, and I wanted it to be played up a little bit more where Pony and Dale and uh, Johnny, they're regretful of what happened. Yes, they feel But they guilt. never really get a chance to be like, yes, but I don't want to be known for that because the right. rest of the greasers are like, great, good for you. You actually killed one. Well, I, th- I think it's the great, good for you. You killed him and you stood up for yourself because it's Johnny. You actually did something. You stood up for yourself. I'll give you that. But I think it's more, I think it's simpler than that. I think it's the greasers. They're being... just happy that one of them is dead yeah it's it's so dark all right i mean that's fine i'll take it but it's it's just like uh, i don't want it to be but i get what you're saying yeah i might be putting more into it than i should that's that's why we're here that's why we're (laughs) shelf life a very small little detail but i am going to point it out because i thought it was very specific to happen and i could see it being done in a parody film with a different animal as they're walking up the stairs, this dog just walks down the stairs, very casual-like, like he's like going to <laughs> like the he kitchen. he was just in the bar. Yeah, like did you, I don't know why, but just the way the dog walked down the stairs is very like, oh, hey, Dallas, like you could see him being like, hey, Dallas, yeah, yeah like fun. as he walked down hey, the buddy. stairs. Like he should wear like a cowboy hat. <laughs> if this was, like I could see this exact framing being in not another teen movie, but it being the, a pig walking down the stairs or something. Oh my God, like I don't know why, it just looked like that dog, framing. Though. Yeah, that's silly. It is kind of uh, silly. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just like, maybe it's partially, maybe he knows the owner and he's like staying at his place yeah, or something. Yeah, I think he's just staying at this place because I think Dallas just hops from place to place. Yeah, I don't think he really he's has a, a, yeah. I mean, he says he has an old man, but the old man doesn't care. So yeah, he, maybe he's kind there's of a place garbage. where he can live. I don't know. Dallas gives Johnny a gun. Yeah. And $50, which that could be like $1,000 now. That could today. be a good amount of money. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it right now. But he's he's immediately tries to help. He tries to warm up Pony Boy and get him, like, dry clothes. Get some new clothes. He yeah. gets the money. He, he comes up with an immediately comes up with a plan to help them. $430.40. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's a good amount of money. Nice, you're, you can live for a couple of weeks on that, probably. Which is the plan. That's the plan. Yes. So the the plan is that they go to they they hop a train, a freight. They go to this town. Yeah, they don't even take ab- the they don't even take get a ticket. They literally are hopping onto this freight train. That's how you got to do it. And they end up at this abandoned church. So they literally do that. They hop on this freight train. They avoid the conductors finding them somehow. 
because the conductors are very <laughs> very incompetent. incompetent. These are terrible. <laughs> They're like, yeah, terrible. It's fine. Don't even look yeah, behind the fine. other door. Just keep going. They probably yeah, just like, keep going. Don't don't look around the corner. It's well, fine. the hobo is that they probably do know. Oh, I would have care. loved if there were multiple hobos on this. They probably don't them. even care that they're. They're probably like, yeah, it's fine. We know yeah, hobo Jim. You know, day, like, yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's just Fred. He rides the rail every Tuesday. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hobo is a real term, by the way. Do you know that some people were like, you can't say the word hobo, but it is actually they they prefer being called hobos. Did you know this? Isn't it interesting? I find that interesting. I'm sorry, I just do. Well, I'm glad that we're using the right terminology then. <laughs> There's a small cutscene from the uh, from the complete novel that I found, but I did not find like an actual version of it. Where they're kind of walking through this like area of town, and they ask where the church is. They just ask like this construction worker type guy where the church is. Yeah. And they tell him that they're playing army, and like they were supposed to meet up at the church to play army. Okay. And the guy's like, oh, you kids, I suppose, like, nothing changes, because he played army when he was a kid or whatever. Sure. It's supposed to be, like, a normal kid. A normal kid would. be playing army, but yeah. these kids can't be normal because they've lost their innocence, because they murdered a Soch. I mean, they kind of were losing their innocence anyways. They were all growing up very quickly because of their, their home situation. Absolutely, yes. No, all I, of that I, as well. I agree. I agree with that, yes. Which is kind of sad. One thing I do have to point out here, because I did really like this, Matt Dillon's delivery of, man, I thought it was, if I was going to be on a murder beef, it was going to be uh, in New York. Yes! And and then he says, Jesus Christ. And it is one of my favorite. <laughs> There's certain, like, you know, swears or phrases or something. There's certain ways to say it that just I love more than others. Oh, yeah. And Matt Dillon's Jesus Christ here is so good it's like put it in the hall of fame of just like (laughs) (laughs) of that of saying that phrase so anyway they get to the church it's it's abandoned okay abandoned church is that haunted is that a sign of being haunted is this church haunted yeah Uh, you you know more about the paranormal than me you're all about sasquatches (laughs) and shit I don't know, possibly. Do they have... A crematorium or something? Well, I'm not thinking... Well, I mean, it could be. Technically, I would see that they could uh, They could probably have both of those together. Do they also have a graveyard? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I couldn't the, tell if there was a graveyard. Yeah. Graveyards are not haunted, though. Graveyards are less well, haunted than... There's graveyards and cemeteries, and there's oh, specifically... A graveyard is a fewer orderly or arranged place for final rest, whereas the cemetery is the tranquil, more spacious organized and organized place for final rest. I thought, I'm pretty sure the ones that are at churches are graveyards. Graveyards are affiliated with church and are typically Hmm. located on church grounds. So it's a graveyard. Oh, okay. So graveyard. Okay. We just just keep learning things here at (laughs) Shelf Life. I certainly did not know that. Now, whether it's haunted or not, it's kind of <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> well, they decide to anyway, because they don't care. They I mean, des- it would be des- creepy nonetheless. It would be kind of creepy. Especially because, I mean, it is run it's dilapidated. down. It, it is, is, yeah, it's falling apart. It's boarded up. It looks like it hasn't been used in at least uh, half a century. There's owls in it. There's rabbits. There were no rats, which I thought was a little weird. Like, throw a rat in there. I think that's why there um, were rabbits. 
There were just, oh, like that's there's true. rodents. Yes, there's rodents. <laughs> there was a raccoon at one point. Yeah. And they decide to sleep on this concrete floor, which I mean these these savages sleeping on this concrete floor. How do they fall asleep everywhere? I don't know. They can just fall asleep anywhere. And Johnny just falls asleep, which I get that he's exhausted from his long day of you murdering know what? Maybe someone. Maybe that, that could be it. It could just be anxiety sleeping. They're just Okay, so... because I was going to say, if I killed someone in self-defense, because I would never, not to steal the phrase from Norm MacDonald, but I would never kill someone in cold blood. <laughs> I can't put myself in, in the mindset because it's just a totally different life. But like, well, think about something super exciting happening, and like you're just like ah, and then I wouldn't be able like, to fall asleep. passed out. No, I don't think from I all fall the asleep. excitement, too much, and your body just goes, "No, you need a break." You've never had that. I've gotten the typical. I've gotten the toddler type of thing where it's like I'm so tired, but I'm so amped up for something that has happened or will happen. Okay, that I can't sleep. Okay, you've had the okay. That's well, this how is like I, where something was going on, something did happen, and then you just, you just, your body just like, is like, no, 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 go to sleep, just, just, you're too much, too much, you're exhausted totally now, and you fall down. asleep. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever I think that. that's sure what's happening. Old. You're yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that, yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put myself there where like, how did Johnny just pass out? Because he is the one that did the murder. And I keep saying murder, but I mean, I guess that is what it is. I was no, trying to think of like, what would you call it because it was in self-defense, but it's murder. Um, he's the one that killed the Soch, but he's the one that's like done. When we next wake up, Johnny has you gone to get supplies. You call the unlawful killing of another? Is, is, <laughs> we'll stick with murder. Johnny brought back a loaf of bread, bologna, peanut butter, a copy of- All I kept of... thinking was you're going to need a couple loaves. There's two of you. Well, they're going to eat a lot of food. No, no, no. They're folding the bread. Oh, they're, they're folding doing, like, that half bread. sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a jar of peanut butter, you can do with that. You can do anything with that. You could just eat the peanut butter. You could right with your put hands. it on the bread. I wouldn't put it with the bologna, but. I don't know. Now, this is an interesting thought. A bologna, a fried bologna and peanut butter Ooh. sandwich. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, now you kind of hit it. Because mm-hmm. I do like peanut butter on a burger. I've had the peanut butter burger before. Mm-hmm. It's very good. That's an interesting question. Do I try it? Probably not. But I will let you know if I do. <laughs> Okay. insert between now and the episode dropping Rachel's opinion of a fried peanut butter bologna sandwich. They're not being able to fry the bologna, though. They're eating that cold. Oh, no, so yeah, it's just it's cold bologna. He gets a copy of Gone with the Wind because he wants Pony to read it aloud to him. He thinks it'll kill time because I guess they went to see the movie. Must have been showing at the theater or the drive-in, and they liked the movie, so they wanted to read the book. And a deck of cards because, obviously, like, you gotta do something. And... Well... Even getting the Gone with the Wind book and just being like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to read this. I feel like that line makes us go, well, is Ponyboy a little bit more literary? Do greasers like reading books? So it's like, oh, wait well, no, a that's minute. Well, no, that's why Johnny's saying you have to read this to me because right. I don't know how to read. Yeah, but it makes it sound like Ponyboy is into literature. He, yes, it's telling you that he's smart. But I, I but I mean, that we've gotten that, you know, like Cherry is in the same class it well i guess that's not true cherry's not in the same classes with him they just she, he's seen her at school same class as in age group as in sophomores no i think that she's older i think that she's oh. soda's age oh okay and johnny also got peroxide 
so that they can change their hair because they don't want to fit the description because they think that this is going to be a problem. So Johnny can't dye his but, hair because he's got a darker complexion. Yeah. So if he had the He'd stick be- out like a bleached thumb. blonde hair, it would yeah, stick out. So they're like, well, Pony will have to do it anyway. Johnny takes out his switch. Cutting, yes. He just starts chopping his hair and like oh, pulling it. I mean, this would be painful. Like it's a, it's yes. a, it's I a, don't blame him for going, ah, Jesus. And I will give them this. It, you Could can feel the, you can feel the pain, like the sound editing or mixing here with that, like, yes, ah, because it's like a, ah. it's, his dulled blade from murdering the Soch is like <laughs> making it difficult for him to cut the hair. It's not meant for that. So he cuts Pony's hair and it hurts like hell. I said that the dialogue in the scene sounds like a video game cutscene. It's a little robotic again, like, like we were saying. Yeah. Of them just being like, you're cutting me, stop it. Right. Well, we're in disguise now. That's literally the dialogue. Right. This wig on Thomas Howell looks ridiculous. It's a little silly. It's. I know it's supposed to look silly. The dye job they did, though. Damn. Because most people, if they try to bleach their hair, turns orange. <laughs> so oh, and you're saying, like, the fact that it, it got white? The full yeah. thing with no streaks of brown, it's, like, blonde. The yeah. whole head is just blonde. I said he looks like a Dutch boy. He, he looks like, like a, a little, Dutch boy. He looks like a little, like, oh, I don't know. He's got, like, a bowl cut. He looks like a little Dutch boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. No offense, we get some Dutch narration. people. <laughs> oh, you're... <laughs> We're just kidding. Go ahead. And we get some narration again. So the narration comes back that I would have appreciated a little bit more. more. We go through these montages and they sleep. They're playing cards for cigarettes. They're reading Gone with the Wind. I said we got this very Gone with the Wind shot of the sunrise here. Mm-hmm. Oh, part of this montage is is Ponyboy telling Johnny to watch his cigarette because he like dropped it and he doesn't want him to start a fire. So we get this shot of the sunrise that's very gone with the wind. It, there's like this green screen and it looks really bad. And I couldn't tell if it was intentional or if it was lazy or if it was just bad because that's what it looked like then. The music doesn't really fit what's going on either because Pony does the whole Robert Frost poem thing and he says he doesn't know what it means. And it's the whole thing about staying gold and nothing gold can stay. That's the the idea, it's, nothing it's gold the can innocence. stay. It's all about innocence. Innocence and youth and, and that type of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what the poem itself is about. Right. Well, and Pony does it. Pony said he, it always stuck with him because you know, he never knew what he meant. The shot you're talking about with the green screen, it reminds me of The Wizard of Oz. There's like a shot where the sky looks like that and they're on the Kansas farm. It looks like that. So it reminds me of The Wizard of Oz. It reminds you of the... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it I looks mean, like I guess... the Wizard of Oz to me. It's like the coloring. I guess it's the sapia. I don't know. Yeah, I think the, that's fair. Because of the, the sunset or sunrise or whatever. But it's just like, it does. It looks old. I feel like it ages it. Oh, you're saying the green screen looks like Wizard of Oz. You were talking about the green screen with the clouds, right? Yes. And then he talks about the the poem. Yeah, to because... To me, it looks like Wizard of Oz, like when they're in Kansas. I know it's like when it's like black and white, but it the sapia uh, and like okay, the look I of it you. and like how it's like the overlay and stuff because it looks like they're not really there yeah right they're on a set and they're being put in a foreground of a nothing they're putting right. being put in the foreground of some other film yeah right okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. that age is the movie because okay. it's like the well, old I, way of, of But doing that's what I'm saying by it trying to be Gone, gone with, with the Wind. wind. Yeah, I'm it's sure all of those wind. things. Yes. Yeah. It's like the old way of filming. But not like the old way, but it's just like the look of it is like the old way of making it look dramatic. Whatever that is, it does have that. I don't like it. It, it look. I don't like it. it I don't like it's, it. <laughs> I can tell it's not real. It, it bothers me. So anyway, Dally shows up. He's he got a cancer stick, Johnny. Soda sent a letter to Pony, knowing Dallas knew where he was, but wasn't saying where he was. And Dallas right. says that the cops questioned him because they they question him about everything, which makes told, sense to me because they are like the gang. So well, yeah. And Dallas we have is, to talk to one of them. Dallas has the record. And he told them they were going to Texas. So he basically sent the, the cops on a goose chase to Texas instead of wherever. They're in, they're in some somewhere in the country in Oklahoma. Right. They head to Dairy Queen for some barbecue sandwiches. They looked good. I could go for one. Good barbecue sandwich. Dairy Queen well, barbecue that, sandwich. That pony boy just throws it out the freaking window. Yeah, like, come on, pony. Like, that annoyed me. I know he got like, annoyed with the conversation, but freaking just like doesn't even finish the burger. He just throws it. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, come on. Oh my god, but this part, but this part where they're in the car, okay, and they're talking, and then these two kids come up. Sophia Coppola, it's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. Because he he pigeons her into everything, too. Oh my god. You have 15 cents. Hey, mister, you got 15 cents. (laughs) She wouldn't drop it. Well, she wouldn't what? drop it, but, like, just give her the fucking money. Yeah, she'll go away. just give her 15 cents and she'll go away, but she just keeps asking. And it was just like, and I'm like, okay, are you gonna, are you just gonna keep asking? Hey, Misty, you got 15 cents? You got 15 cents? I just need 15 cents. You know, if you got, like, three nickels, that's also okay. I'll take a couple of dimes. What do you got? It's okay. I just need some, I just need 15 cents. Nut doesn't stop. And he's, like, trying to hide a gun, and they're just being so awkward about it. I was well, just like, can this end? If you've ever been near like a panhandler, Rachel, <laughs> you will know that that is very accurate. Why so... are these the ones that she goes up to, though? There's like a woman in the yeah, background. Yeah, there's plenty of other people. I mean, I guess nobody else said they had changed, so whatever. <laughs> so let me go ask these three kids in the car. <laughs> I think the part of the point, too, is that Dallas shows them that he, he has a gun. He had to get, yes. he says he had to get a gun because. The socials and the greasers are have agreed to do a rumble because of Johnny killing Bob. They've agreed to a rumble, which is just a big fight. Yes. They're all worried that they're going to get shanked or killed before that. So Dallas went out and got a gun, but he never keeps it loaded. It's just to... It's just to intimidate. Intimidate. Yes. I don't which know why to me he... is what the greasers do. They just kind of intimidate. Yeah, I guess that's the point. Because I was going to say, why doesn't he just have some bullets? But maybe it is just for intimidation. Right. Cherry's acting like a spy, we find out, for the greasers. She said she'll testify that it was self-defense. Right. I love Dallas here because he's like, oh, I told her I'd take her out, get us cope. She told me to go to hell. You think she likes me? She likes me? <laughs> such a, oh, it's That's such when a... Ponyboy gets a little annoyed because Pony's like a little jealous of Dallas. Right. So so he's probably thinking, great, now she's in love with Dallas. I thought I yeah, had an Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, if you didn't spaz about your brother, maybe. Yeah, keep your cool. Or yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna spaz, you have to do it like Dallas, with like that, ugh, the tough guy, not, my brother's mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> One is Anakin Skywalker, and the other, <laughs> it is. Is Luke? <laughs> 
I was gonna I say guess. Han Solo, but Han Solo is way better. You know, you're right. Dallas is Han Solo in that in that sense. Yes. Is, so Johnny, does that, does that make Johnny Jar Jar? Johnny's kind of Chewbacca. Oh, he's a Chewbacca. Okay. Oh, C three PO. Johnny's C three PO. No, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Johnny's. Johnny says that they're going to turn themselves in. Because now he's got this plan, like, well, if Cherry's going to say it was self-defense, even though she wasn't there, so how does she know? He wants to face the music. And Dallas is like, are you shitting me? We went through all this trouble. He got them this hideout. Right. He did all this stuff. So he's like, fine, fine. We're going to go. We're going to go back. On the way back, he's telling Johnny, like, you don't want to go to jail. It makes you mean. It makes you hard. Like, it makes you like me. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be like me. Well, he's trying to warn him. Yeah. Here's a question. Two, twofold what, okay. what happens here yeah, okay, yeah so I, I probably they, have the same questions so keep going they pass by the church and the church uh-huh. is just a, a flame yep just because of how dry the church is. smoke yes. everywhere okay so the first question is why did they bother to stop yes that's a good question because there's nothing but baloney and gone with the wind presumably right. left in that church. in the church there can't be that much of their personal belongings i wouldn't there. i wouldn't think so if anything, they kept they brought them with them so in the car. So I don't understand why they didn't just keep driving. Like, oh right. look, the church is on fire. Oh uh, well, keep driving. Moving on. The bigger question, though. Why are there all these school kids? What is with the school going to this dilapidated church that has not been used in like a decade? Why are there just little kids running around this tetanus farm? What are they having them do here? The only thing I could think of. Did they see the fire and stop? No, the only thing I could think of was they stopped for like a picnic lunch on the, the way church. back or to a field trip. Okay. And they were like, here's a field. Let's just stop and have lunch here by this abandoned, decrepit, tetanus, <laughs> te- tetanus covered church. And one of the kids lit a cigarette that was left and burned the thing down. <laughs> think the kids did it i think johnny and pony i think it was johnny and pony boy with their with their hundreds of cigarettes that they smoked in the week yes it's never mentioned still still burning yeah it's never mentioned (laughs) it's it's never implied that they did it but i think they did and i think it's not implied in the movie but i for some reason have this memory that it it was their fault in the book it would make more sense. I have this burned-in memory. Now, I could be totally wrong, and everybody's going to be, like, writing in, like, idiot, never really have been that way. We don't know. It's like, fine, I don't care. But that is how I remember it. It was their fault. Mm. I Especially don't with remember. the foreshadowing of, hey, no, I, put out your cigarette, you're falling asleep. It makes more sense. It, it makes more sense for it to be their fault. Yeah. But there's children in this My My headcanon is that... that Regardless if it was if it is part of the official or not, they burned that church down. Yeah, they did with their cigarettes. So Pony Boy. So now they have over... something else to feel guilty about. That could also be why Pony. So Pony overhears there's kids inside. Yep. And he just he runs in. He immediately he, he runs in. And Johnny follows him because he feels like, like he has to. You? He rolls his eyes at him. He's like, "What are you gonna get? Go get him! Go get him! Like, don't not go go in with them, but just." Go get them and bring them back so we can get right. out of here. Right. And instead, they're, like, getting these kids out. 
Yes. Dallas decides to help them. He's like, so oh, he great, goes, now I have to help. He doesn't, he doesn't go in, but he is taking the kids from them. He's right. like, they're passing he, he them He opened off. up another area for why them did all? Out. Why were there so many kids in here? I don't know. There How did like, they all get stuck in here? I don't know, because it was like, there's three chaperones, and the one woman is just like, there's kids missing, and this big guy is just like, huh? Kids? What kids? Like, okay, turn around, idiot. There's kids everywhere. <laughs> How do you know they're not missing? And the guy wanted to go in with them, but he was too fat to get in, says Johnny. He couldn't get in because he was too fat. He wasn't going to get in there. He's There's this like, nah, they're not missing. We're not missing any. Po- there could be Pony dead Boy. children in the church anyways. <laughs> eh, it's the 60s. You're supposed to lose a few kids on the field trip. Pony Boy goes to grab one of these girls. Yes. And this little shit has the audacity to bite him. While well, he's trying I feel to like save that's her. that's normal. You think I that's know, a that normal reaction? Weird. I think that's a normal reaction. She's in her fight situation of being in a, in a Oh, she's fight or flight thing. and he, she's And fight. she's afraid and she's, this man is just grabbing her and so she bites him. I feel like that's actually probably normal. All right. I... <laughs> But it is kind of hilarious that he gets bitten uh, by this kid and he goes, ah, and then just grabs her and throws her out. (laughs) The the rules state Pony could have easily backhanded that kid and tossed her out the window. Oh, damn straight. I'm trying to save you. Knock it off. Calm down. You're hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) So... To his credit, he doesn't do anything. He just goes, eh, and throws and her out the window. And grabs her and throws her out the window anyways. Yep. So Johnny's too far in. Pony's on fire. Johnny gets hit by wood on the back. This, like, piece oh. of timber just falls and hits him on the back. The it's thing not just... the best-looking shot, but I bet in real life, if you, even if you got hit with it like that, it would do the damage that it oh, does absolutely. to Johnny. But I wanted it to be a little more impactful. And he gets stuck. Well, so he Dallas... hit... It's not even just that. Johnny gets slammed by this board... And goes through a hole to the basement of the church. Oh, does he? Yes, he goes I didn't through see a that. hole. I definitely missed that. Oh, I thought yeah. he just kind That's of. That's what happened. There. No, he got trapped in. Like, That's the what basement. happened. I saw it happen. <laughs> okay, because Dallas has to go in to get him out. Yeah. But before you kind of see him bring Johnny out, you just see the church kind of collapse, and it fades to. Is this where you're gonna fade to black? Maybe not. No, the church just collapses. But we cut immediately to an ambulance with the fat teacher and pony. The teacher, Jerry, is the guy's name, is like, you you just professional heroes or something? Yeah, which is a weird thing to sit and ask a kid who's like, I can't feel my legs. No, because it's like, well, he's like, how did you know to show up? Oh, yeah. Like, like, were you just passing by? Are you just superheroes? Why would you just go into the building? Yeah. Yeah. And pony tells him that they're greasers. And, and then the guy's tone changes a little. He goes, really? I thought that it was setting up for the guy to cover for them in some oh, way, shape, like or form. Like he goes, oh, are you guys greasers? And I know the story of these two guys that are on the run and they're greasers. Yeah. So like he was going to give them like a fake name at the hospital or try to like Ooh, interesting. do something. Like that's where I thought it was leading. It leads to nothing. I but think I thought it was more I... so the, again, the social aspect of they're greasers. Yeah, they're a greaser, a greaser and you don't like, want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, greasers? Yeah. And like, yeah. oh, you saved them and you're greasers? Like, yes. that's weird. Yes, yes. Pony's face is covered in soot to the oh, point, yeah. to the point of kind of blackface. <laughs> like it is just 
nothing but soot. Well, that's what would happen in a oh, it would, fire. Yeah. His his hair is pretty much back to his normal color. <laughs> yeah, the hair is like back to normal too. Oh, is that why the hair is like that the rest of the movie? The rest of the movie, his hair looks like he went to a professional salon. No, I think I think he did go to a barber when cut. he got home. When okay. he got home, he probably got it fixed. I bet okay. Derry was like, "Go get your hair fixed. That looks yeah. ridiculous." Here's two bucks. Go get your hair fixed. Oh, but they're in a they're in a hospital. He's covered in soot and looks like he probably needs to get his lungs checked. Okay, and he's sitting with the bigger the the big guy teacher and. He starts smoking, and all I'm thinking is they're in a damn hospital. There's a guy with an oxygen tank goes by, and they're smoking. (laughs) I like that the guy told him you shouldn't smoke, and he's like, why? He's like, because you're a young man. And Tony's like, you're smoking? He's like, yeah, but I'm old, and I've been smoking for a long time. Uh, And (laughs) it's this this weird anti-smoking message, kind of, in the middle of it. But I like the little conversation. Oh, yeah. I thought it was silly, and I, I liked it. While they're sitting there, Soda Pop and Derry come in, and the brothers oh, reunite. but you don't want to talk about the line as Dale gets rolled by? I'll Why you, is I'll Dale on a gurney for one? Because I don't think smoke inhalation. I think they they. I think he. I think he was then out of it. Why is Pony not? Because I think is it because Dale had to go in and get. I think because Dale had to go in. So and he might have came out carrying Johnny. He might have like That's collapsed. True. You're so right. So they were sense. like, we are keeping you overnight. Yeah, but Dale comes, like, rolling by on a gurney and is just like, I'm gonna, like, kill you or something. If you try anything like that, I'll kill you or something like that. If you try anything like that again, I'll kill you. And it's just like... He's just Dale. It's Dale. It's so Dale. But yeah, so then Soda Pop and and Deary come in and they have this moment of, we're a family and... We're a family again. We're reunited. Right. It's very touching. Okay. It'd be, I think it could be better, but... Yes, it could be better. Because Soda and Derry are not three-dimensional characters that we know. No. At this point. We only know them through through Pony Boys telling about them, and that's barely anything. Right. So it could have... I think it could have been done better. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the novel does it better. Maybe if you connect all these scenes together, it does it better. It has more impact. And maybe the book... The actual novel does it better for sure, I'm guessing. I did not feel the emotional weight that I think they wanted you to feel. It was almost there, but it just didn't quite hit. And Derry carries him into the house because he fell asleep in the car. Again, on the way anxiety home. day filled with too much excitement well, and yeah. smoke inhal- inhalation. Yes. And we get a fade to black here, Rachel. Your favorite. Yeah. So this yeah, but next it's a weird se- spot for a fade to black. I don't know. <laughs> well, we come back in the morning, and and Pony, uh, like we said, got a this haircut. He got a haircut sometime. It looks better than his greaser hair and his Dutch boy hair. And Steve and Two Bit show Soda up. Maybe Soda Pop just cut it. For yeah, him. maybe Soda Pop just cut it a little bit. Gonna just trim you up here, Pony. Which the color and everything looks a lot nicer. Maybe it's it looks just because better of than the both grease. hairstyles. That's what I'm telling you. It like it looks legitimately good here. Like, is he it could, his actual hair color? It could. He be. could get cherry <laughs> with this haircut. Oh, God, he could yeah. get cherry. Oh yeah. So Steve and Tubit show up, and they're happy to see him. Steve is Tom Cruise, by the way. Yeah, I guess we haven't said that, have we? What so... is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like a very early appearance by Tom Cruise. He's got these bad teeth. I don't know if. He at some point got his teeth he must done. Must have. They or don't maybe he's good. wearing like bad teeth or something. 
So he doesn't look like he's got perfect teeth. Like and Steve's so like the Steve's kind of reminds me of like kind of like the <laughs> kind of like guy of the group. That's like yeah, his role, definitely. But Steve is best friends with Rob Lowe's soda pop. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I think they also work at the same place. And stuff. Yeah, they work at the gas station together. So they're showing Pony that they're in the paper. Yeah, that there's like a whole article about the Curtises and what they did and what they were able to do. This is where we find out that they're charging Johnny with manslaughter. Yep. Which is probably appropriate. Could be, I don't know, I don't know. Again, No, I think it would lawyers have to be of, manslaughter. Lawyers of shelf life, let us know. And it's all about the brothers and everything, and, and he's afraid that because of this, they're going to put him in a boy's home. Pony he's Boy's biggest fear. He's been saying that this entire time. He doesn't yes. want to be taken away from his he family. He doesn't want to be taken away from his family, which maybe don't run away from the family then. It's a teenager he doesn't understand. This is where we almost get a fully naked Rob Lowe. Because he's oh in God, the shower. He's in a towel. We are, we are one frame away from seeing Schlong in this movie. He could just drop that towel. And, oh my God, there is like side. Okay, yeah. yeah. There is side dick in this movie. Well, almost. <laughs> there's side ass. Yeah, there's you definitely side You see a nice ass in. cheek in this. Oh my God. You get a little peek. I love the controlled chaos of all of them in the house. And I oh, could have yeah, because used... it makes sense. This feels like something, this feels normal. It feels like you're you're learning about them. I, yes. I, want, I wanted more of this. I, want I wanted more of, more this, of this. this. Earlier on yes. and in the middle. and Let's do this because we're not two hours into this podcast with like 30 minutes of the movie left. Let's do this, Rachel. I'm, I'm, yeah. I want to know. Let's rank the greasers by hunkability. Hunkability? The... Yeah, hunkability. Not good looking, okay. not a hunkability. Because the, right. the, the socias are all ugly as sin. It's just the yeah. it's just the greasers that Is are good looking. Is it just because the pretty boy thing? I don't know. They're not good looking. I don't like it. Okay. All if right. you had to rank the, the greasers by hunkability, what, who you got? What's your ranking? I'm interested. I will give you my ranking, but I want to know yours first. Why do I have to do it first? This do I, I'll give you my so ranking. Weird. I think I can I need, rank them. Okay, hold on. I need, wait, about, out of whom? Because there's a lot of greasers. Our so. main group. I feel like the biggest hunk has to be Patrick Swayze. Of course. Has to be. So he's top of the list. (laughs) I think we see him with his shirt off in this scene too. Maybe not. Maybe not till later. I think he fights. That's when he fights. Yeah, I think it's when he fights, yeah. Okay, so then I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Their their personality counts too, because that's part of hunkability. I know. I have to go... Patrick Swayze. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I think I have to go... There's a a (laughs) teardrop. Go ahead. I knew yeah. you were going to do it. You're doing Folks at home, she's doing it with her hands because she put Patrick Swayze on the up and then she's trying to figure out how far down the next one is. I think then I have to go with Soda Pop. Yep. Okay. okay. We have the same then... ranking so far. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Okay. Dale. Yes, I agree with that. Yep. So we have, okay. we have Dairy, Soda Pop, Dale. Then I'm going to have to... Oh my god, he's such a little boy. I have to put him on the bottom. I'm sorry, Johnny, but you're at the bottom. Oh, for hunkability? Yeah, he's on the bottom. He's on the bottom. He's, he's just a bottom. little boy. I can't do that. Yeah. So Johnny's on the bottom, and then above yep. Johnny would be Pony. Okay. For I, the same reason? Yeah, they cut, They just have baby faces. <laughs> I, can't, I can't give them hunkability. Okay. And then, you know, let leave the rest of them kind of in the middle there. Okay. They're on like the same level. So you kind of, yeah. you put, you put Steve and you put Tubit. Yeah, they're all like yeah, the same level okay. to me. All right. So I can't really disagree with you. I was going to try to debate you if you did anything different, but. but... <laughs> I 
It is. It's dairy, dairy soda, Dale. Yeah. That's it. 100%. (laughs) That's, uh, none of the rest of it matters. Now, I I could see why, I could see Pony making it higher up. Cherry says he's dreamy. Cherry says he's dreamy. He is young. He's got that boyish charm she likes, yeah, though, I think. So I don't think it's, it's... But for me, I look at him, I go, you're a baby. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, and 2-Bit and Steve are too ratty to be yes, ranked high for hunkability. But they still got the bod. Sure. They got the bod, but that personality kind of drops them on the list. And okay, they only I'm have glad... the bod because they have to, like, work with their hands. I love that. I think that's kind of funny. Is because they all have the muscles because they work. And they work with their hands and their mechanics and their and their construction. And they have to do the lifting and everything. So they kind of gain muscles naturally. Yes. And, they like, then you look at the social, the socials, the socias. And they're kind of just these... They're doughboys. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I look at them and go, eh. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what all of them are afraid of. That the that the girls are all gonna go for gre- well. They do go for the greasers. They, they want to. They're just like kinda I'm just gonna do. fall in love with them. I want mm-hmm. the bad boy. Yeah, kind of do. Think it's funny. So yeah, that's my ranking, and that's okay. your ranking, and I'm glad that's we agree. That's my ranking. I think uh, it makes yep. sense. Yeah, okay, so, fo- I mean, I'm glad that we did this. I think this was very important, and I'm glad that we got it done. <laughs> Folks at home, mail into the podcast. Let us know your ranking of hunkability for the, or, or hashtag shelf life Ooh, yeah, with your hunkability ra- ranking. Of um, the outsiders. The <laughs> outsiders. Actually, you know what? I want to know your social ratings as well. Do they fit on the hunkability scale? There's no, there aren't any. I know none of them are good looking. I don't know if any. Bob I don't know if doesn't a deserve to be on there. He's a piece of crab. And Randy, two bit calls him ape face in a few minutes, and he, and I was like, oh yeah, I see that. Oh yeah, I see that. I mean, cherry okay. also top tier. I'll give cherry. Oh, a cherry, li- uh, cherry, cherry's above soda for me, and a little bit below Patrick. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I just call him Patrick. Sweetie. Patrick and I on first name basis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ever since I saw Ghost, I don't know. I'm just a Patrick Fing- Swayze fan now. Just there now. Ghost the, the... and Dirty Dancing. Folks, you can't see it, but need. Rachel's got a poster of Patrick oh, Swayze. I have a, I have a cutout her. over here. <laughs> she went and bought that after our Ghost episode. It's fantastic. I All right, we're in front of a chair so we can oh. be ghosting. <laughs> so, so I think that's it. I think we're done. I think that's the end of the episode. So like and subscribe or whatever we do here. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Anyways. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what were we saying? Okay. Back to the scene of them actually feeling like a natural family in a house. Yes. So I like that 2-Bit is entranced by Mickey Mouse cartoons because he constantly yes. has this Mickey Mouse shirt on because I think it's the only shirt he owns. <laughs> they start wrestling with each other and Pony's like, I gotta quit smoking. Derry with a great line here. He says, Pony Boy, you smoke more than a pack today. I'll skin you. You understand? <laughs> and Pony tries to like come up with some wit back, but it doesn't hit as well as you smoke more than one pack today. I swear to God. He's 14 years old, folks. And, he's, and his big brother is like, don't smoke more than a pack of cigarettes today. That's I don't so think that the sad. other two smoke either. It doesn't look like soda. Do. But I think that's, again, a way for pony to rebel yeah to rebel to feel tougher yeah all of those oh yeah things. to feel tougher for sure two bit says that he'll babysit pony 
Yes, which is and kind of funny. He grabs a giant piece of chocolate cake and a beer. You what is that? He to no, watch it's cartoon. It's not a piece. It's literally the chocolate cake, like a round, <laughs> full chocolate cake and a beer. I loved it. I've I've had those Saturday mornings. Why not? That feels that feels like his personality in a yeah. nutshell. Watching so, cartoons with a beer and a chocolate cake. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Two Bit and Pony start walking because Two Bit's brakes are broken, so they can't take his car. And some yeah. socials track them down. Two Bit's like, what? Are, I want to see what they want because there's this unwritten rule or this this kind of understanding that no there's no fights before a rumble they want to do all the fighting at the rumble right and it's randy the ape face randy takes pony aside and says he wouldn't have saved the kids i don't know why i guess because randy was with bob that night so randy is like why did you do it And, and pony's like i don't know and he says like he can't believe a greaser would do that and Pony's like, well, gr- being a greaser doesn't have anything to do with it. He thought did what he thought was right. Right. Two Bits making fun of the Sosha's pants. I remember distinctly. I love that. <laughs> I remember in junior high, that getting a big laugh from the fellow students of mine. They laughed at him being like, look at his pants. Well, I just think it's funny because he's like, they're they're making fun of the Sosha's. There's a couple of other greasers that came to sit with them too, just to make sure nothing Yeah, they must have been happened. spotting it, yeah. Right. And I just think it's funny that he's like taunting them. <laughs> yes. yes. Just because he can. <laughs> yes, definitely. Randy here uses similar wording to Pony Boy because earlier Pony was telling Johnny that he couldn't say these types of things to... Right. The guys, he could only say it to certain people. And Randy says he couldn't tell this to anyone else. He couldn't tell this to, the, to his friends. This theme of, like, maybe we should all talk to each other. Right. Because we'd find out that we all have very similar questions and ideas and struggles. And we could help each other instead of assuming that's just because we are one way or another, you can't talk to them. Right. And it does kind of seem like with the words he's using, it was like, well, if... Even if you guys whip us, you're still at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And we're still no. the lucky ones at the top. And it totally makes sense. Yes. And he, He's, he understands so... his white privilege. He sounds so fed up with being lucky at and being at the top of the social groups and everything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't seem to want any of this. Or at least he understands it, but he understands that there's no reason for them to fight because Yes. Because it doesn't. This doesn't doesn't matter. This doesn't solve anything. anything. Yeah. Don't know if he basically flat out says it. I think in the novel he tells Pony, "I'm not going to the Rumble. I'm not doing this anymore." And he basically is quitting the Socius, in a way. Yes, because he's fed up with it. And I thought it was weird. He's like, "Hey, thanks, Grease." He's like, "I didn't mean that. I mean, thanks, kid." It's like that's not. He's treating him like a a person, though. Yeah. Well, then Pony Boy person and he goes Pony my boy, Pony boy and they actually like shake hands. they shake hands yeah they have an understanding which i think the key here and i and the first time through watching it i was like should we know who randy is and we were supposed to because it's bob's friend that was with him i didn't get that the first time yeah but that is why it's like significant like they kind of shake like they all have an understanding of what happened right my friend was murdered by your friend yes but it was in self-defense right and he knew that Yes. They go see Johnny, 2-Bit, and Ponydew. Oh, and he awful. is... This is actually... I thought this was viscerally horrifying. well done. Because horrifying. he's on this, like, stretcher thing, like, face down. Because, because his back burns. is all burnt and ruined. And I thought his burns look very realistic. 
and there's good composition here where like they put a mirror under Johnny so we can see so who's see. talking to him. Right. He wants another copy of Gone with the Wind to have someone read to him, I assume, because I don't think he's going to be reading it. Well, because they said he didn't get to finish it. So we find out that Johnny probably won't be able to walk again because he busted his back. And if you bust and your he... back in the 60s, you're done. That's and There's well, no medical he goes, science. Like, he can't feel anything from like the chest down. Yeah, so he doesn't feel the pain. Well, he feels pain. He's he, he said he's in pain, but I'm assuming he said that's he's the in burns. pain. Yeah, but he'd be in more pain if he could feel from the chest. Right. Down. But now he turned his mind around. He doesn't want to kill himself. No. He he, thinks... does, he wants to live, and it's just so awful. It it <laughs> feels so awful because he goes, "I'm I'm a kid. I I I want to live. I want to I want to live my the rest of my life." And it's just like awful. His mom's here to see him. And he gets a little worked up because he doesn't want to see her, and he passes out. Yeah, does he pay a pass out from the pain and, like, the... I think because he, he's, he's getting himself, like, a little like, hyped up, and the pain is coming out. Did she give him, out. like, medicine that... Oh, I didn't... I don't think that happened, but I, do, I think it's more that he, that he passed okay. out from the pain. In the complete novel, apparently, there's a little scene where you see the mom... And the mom blames Pony and Tubit for being like thugs, you know, make him do this stuff. He wants to see them more than her, and, and Tubit tells her off. Not in the theatrical cut, though. Okay. So then they go see Dally, because he's there too. He's being mean to the nurse, because of course he is. <laughs> of course. A cameo by Essie Hinton here. She's the nurse, the, oh, not okay. the, the writer. I thought for a second we were going to see Dallas naked. When he peels the uh, bed sheet off to get up. Yeah. To close the door. I was like, is he... Oh, okay. He's got underwear on. Because it was just like, it looked weird. He gets serious here because he asks about Johnny. And Tuba tells him it doesn't look good. And Dallas turns away because he doesn't want him to see him sad or right. upset. He doesn't want to, right. That gets rid of his tough guy facade to be emotional. So here's another Chekhov's gun point. He asks Tubit for a knife. Yep. And Dallas takes it, and then he says my favorite line. You know, we gotta win that fight tonight. We gotta get in with those socials. Let's do it for Johnny, man. We'll do it for Johnny. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll that'll save Johnny's life. I hate to tell you, Dally, Johnny doesn't give a flying fuck about this stupid rumble. (laughs) Which I think is the point. I think is the point. Right. But he's seeing it as they did this to him because they forced him to kill the other Soj. They forced him to run away. They forced him to, to be in the situation of running into a burning building. And now he can't walk. And now he can't do anything. No, so he's I going, understand. Yeah. This is Dallas, the Soj's fault. Dallas blames the Soj's, yes. yes. Yep. 100%. That's his point. But you're I, right. I get that. But you're right. Johnny goes. But Johnny does this is not stupid. Care. I don't yeah. care about this. Yeah, he even says he it. D- he's so done with all the fighting. Yeah, he says like the fighting doesn't do any good. It doesn't matter. I can't remember. If he, I think he says that when they come back. Yeah, that's later after the rumble. But it's still it's it's. He makes now, it apparent throughout that he's like sick of all the fighting. This is a problem that I have with the with the movie and maybe the book too. I just don't remember. In story and narrative. Yeah. You're completely allowed to su- to subvert expectations and play with tropes and not do what would be the next thing that your audience might be anticipating or looking back to or whatever. You're totally mm-hmm. allowed to do that. Right. However, he hands Dallas this blade. Yes. And it never comes back. 
It doesn't. Nothing ever it comes really of this. It really doesn't. And I thought it could because of what Cherry what tells them. Right. That there's yes. no weapons allowed. Like the yes. the socials have agreed that they're going to fight with no okay. weapons. Okay. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So I thought Okay, this, okay, we're not, we all agree we're not going to use weapons. My thought was there was going to be a Sosh who brought a weapon, and there's Dallas with a weapon. Oh, see, I thought it was going to be, Dallas was going to pull the blade, and then it was going to be like, oh, this was against the rules, and then the Soshes were going to be allowed to bring the, because this whole time, too. Oh, I kept thinking he brought it because he didn't trust the Soshes. Yeah, exactly. But I thought right he was going to pull it first. Them because there was going to be a oh, social that pulls so Dallas was going to be able to he, save something. And he okay. was going to be like a yeah, hero that would have been fine too or something. Yeah, that would have worked too. And Pony keeps saying, "I don't know. I just don't feel right. Something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen." Yes. Spoiler alert for five minutes from now. Nothing bad happens at this well, rumble. Nothing bad happens at the rumble. But something yeah, bad does happen. Well, later. something does happen. Yes, bad stuff happens after the, the rumble. I think that's the feeling he's getting. Okay. But you're right. Literally nothing happens at the rumble. The rumble. <laughs> so Two Bit tells Pony he looks a little feverish, which I think in the complete novel cut that comes back to play a little more that Pony got sick from the yeah. smoke inhalation and sleeping on the ground and all of this stuff. You know, and then d- the hospital didn't even bother looking at him. <laughs> the hell with him. They don't have insurance. Get rid of him. And oh, I highly doubt the other two have insurance. Johnny might, because he does live with his parents. In the Maybe. in the 60s, I think we might have That's had true. something for that. I have that. no idea. There's this silhouette shot when they're walking home, too. It's this very nice shot of them mm-hmm. in black walking home. They see these kids playing and stuff. And Cherry comes in, and this is where Cherry tells them yeah, about the no weapons. Playing. Yeah, Again, loss of innocence. Uh, yes, loss of innocence and youth. Sorry, I just, I had to point that out. Of course. <laughs> and Pony says something about going to see Johnny to Cherry. And Cherry's like, yeah. I can't go see him. But it's not necessarily the social class thing that, you, that you'd that you say, Rachel. It's it's kind of also because, well, he killed my boyfriend. And regardless of what you may think, you know, I can't, I'm not going to go see him. He did kill my boyfriend, even though he asked yeah. for it, even though it wasn't self-defense. This is where you get a little bit of that complicated, like, well, what did, we're, we have to basically take Cherry's word for it, that Bob had nice points because he didn't show it you never get that sense he's mean to cherry yeah he's mean to cherry and that also just makes me think he was abusive boyfriend but that's you know i'm just gonna go down i'm just gonna say that because she's going well he is nice even though i was pissed at him and he wanted me to do stuff i didn't want to do and he got mad at me and then i didn't even want to sit with him in the movie (laughs) but you know he has nice points abusive relationship horrible (laughs) like come on yeah i i think so too that's at least and and then and then they're drunk and she's like sick of him being drunk all the time and then he's drunk driving her home and forcing maybe it is more social than anything that's where i'm coming from but you could also be right. She could be like, I don't know if I can go see him, yeah. like specifically. Maybe it would also bother her. I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't know. Yeah. But the whole point of this conversation <laughs> uh, is well, when they talk about the sunset. Yes, because Pony gets mad again. At least this time a little bit more legitimately, yeah, but he does blow up. Head. Yeah, especially with Cherry. <laughs> and he says like, well, I don't need your charity anyway. And Cherry's like, it's not charity. Wouldn't you do the same for me if I was in a rumble with the girl greasers? 
There's got to be girl greasers. The if I was in a rumble with the, the girl pink jackets greasers, like in Greece. oh, that would have been great. The pink ladies, my bad. Okay, if we re, if the if this film's remade, let's do a gender swap. Ooh. Pony girl, soda pop can still be soda pop. Oh. Dairy can they can all actually all dairy keep can their names. Still be dairy. Yeah, <gasps> but they're women, yes. and then they're like gender the pink ladies. Oh my god! Wait, I kind of love that. I think it's a good idea. Actually, I think it's a fun idea. <laughs> <gasps> that could be fun. I'm like imagining what it would be like already. It's kind of cool. So, <laughs> I it's it's one of those stunt things where everything gets gender swapped. But I think in this case, it could actually kind of work. I think it would work. This is where he says, like, well, does the sun set on the south side? Yeah. She's like, yeah. And he's like, it sets on the north side, too. And the whole point is that they... Again. They see the same sunset. Yeah. We're the same. Like, I understand you. And she totally she gets says, it, too. Thank you. Thanks, like, Pony Boy. Yeah. Yeah, what's the, what's the thank you about? I just... That one was weird to me. I was like, all right. I guess, like, thank you. All right, I guess, like, thank you. No. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> That's Rachel as Cherry Valence. Sunset's on our side, too. All right. I guess, thank you. Bye, Pony. Ooh, she says it sincerely, but I'm, like, confused by her thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, too, I'm not too keen on it. Thank you. But whatever. This is where you get shirtless daily. Yes. For the ladies. This whole movie's for the ladies, though. We've already discussed the hunkability factor. You mean dairy? Yeah, that's what I said. Daily. Oh, no. Dairy is shirtless in this scene. <laughs> he's putting his shirt on. He's tucking that in his pants. He's got those. <laughs> he's getting ready to fucking fight. Yeah, he. I like that he's a part of the rumble. Like, he's. Yes, yeah, so it seems a little unfair. He's like the head of them. I guess he's taking care of all of them, so he feels like he has to be there. So I feel like they're, this is where we kind of learn. So they're all getting jazzed about the Rumble, and Derry doesn't want Pony to fight in the Rumble because he's not in shape. He looks sick. Soda Pop tells him he can fight. It feels like all of this is leading somewhere. Again, and it doesn't lead anywhere. Right. And they head out. They're all jazzed about it. Tom Cruise gets to flip off the back of a car because it's fun. Derry tells... Pony and Soda, if the fuzz come, get out of there. Because I don't need you ending up in a boy's home if we get arrested. Like, we'll just get arrested, right. but you'd end up in a boy's home. Right. Again, I thought that was leading to something. Like, the police showing right. up and nothing happened. No. They like, show up I kept thinking, somebody's going to get shanked. Something's like, going to happen. Somebody's going to get yeah. stabbed. Like, yeah. Dairy's the one that's going to get stabbed, right? Oh, that it's going to be Dairy. Yeah. Well, I was like, he might not die, but he's going to get stabbed. Pony yeah. Boy's going to, like, turn and be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I being such an ass to my brother? You mm. know, mm-hmm. he's family. He's my family. He's all I got left. Mm-hmm. But no, they just kind of fight for a while. It's just a, so, it's literally just a royal rumble. It's a of, nice fight. Yeah. So we'll get to the fight Interesting. in a second. Get Dairy we'll looking well, like a big monster in the before, middle. <laughs> before the fight, yes. Because before the fight, they kind of... The other greaser gangs are there because I think it's like yep. there are sub-gangs of greasers. Right. Dairy is in charge, quote-unquote, of our little ragtag bunch of greasers. Right. The other greasers look a little more formalized. Yeah, they have, like, the brown leather jackets. They like, all are like, a the little leather jacket more, greasers. Yes, like, they're all a little more <laughs> in sync. They seem yeah. a little more uniform. 
So I don't think Derry is and they all in come charge. Up walking. Derry's not in charge of the greasers per se, but he's an old greaser where it's like, yeah, we kind of all respect Derry. And he takes care of the younger ones. Yeah. And even the Soches kind of respect Derry because the head yes. Soch, they're like, who I, I guess, I guess they had to go get this. They had to go get this guy because they were like, well, if they're going to bring Derry, we're going to bring our own 29 We're going to bring our big one. <laughs> we need a Hulk if they have a Hulk. Yeah. But they were and, like and teammates on the football team. Yeah, they were old teammates on the football team. Yeah. So, so like, but, hey, but that's the, hi. All right, you ready to fight? Point. Yeah, let's do it. I'll yeah, take I'll you. Take you take you. me. He says, they I'll can take, take you, each you other. take me. We'll fight each other. That's fine. It, it almost makes the fight even more like, it, I think it's supposed to be like the pointlessness of this violence because they're kind of like, yeah, you'll fight me. All right, I'll take you. Like it, It's like they're on the schoolyard almost. Like, yes! yeah, we're going to do this fight. And I did like that they do this pan of the greasers. Yes. And our group is by far the hunkiest of the greasers. Oh, the absolutely. rest of the greasers, not very good. Yeah, no. A little too much of that. I gotta, I gotta suck my cheeks in, purse my lips. <laughs> yeah, like, they'd have that uh, emaciated look, cool. look. Yeah, exactly. The Soshas come to fight in khaki pants. I put the pretty come boys on, guys. come to fight. Yeah, you don't have to come dressed <laughs> in your uniform. You no, you can you, you can come so dress do. like it's gonna be a fight. I'm sorry, this is a rumble. You dress in your uniform. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta have your button downs, your polos, your khaki pants. All right. I guess part of that your is sweater to... vests, your your Letterman jackets, whatever you have. <laughs> part of that could be to know who you're fighting. I think Maybe it that's is to know who you're it's fighting. It's the uniform. It's like a war. Okay, you both have your uniforms on. You know who you're fighting. Suddenly, Dallas runs in screen. Oh my god! And if you're not even starts it. If you're not even watching what's going on, you don't really even realize it's him because he's like, "There's gonna be no rumble without me." And then he just goes and, and then, tries to. Before he can sock a guy, Pony Boy gets punched. But he gets sucker punched because he turns to look at Dallas, turns back, and the guy swells in in the face. Pony Boy gets his ass kicked in this oh fight. God, he's constantly he absolutely does. It's raining everywhere. There's chaos everywhere yeah i love it's, that the rain is just like all of a sudden it's raining it's not a bad fight it's a pretty brutal fist fight between yeah. these these gangs how come nobody larps this how come there's no larping of greasers or socias it's a weird question <laughs> i want to see on college campuses instead of i mean by all means continue to do your fantasy stuff continue to play your quidditch or whatever i want to add in People dressed up like 1960s greasers and soches and doing LARP fist fights, doing rumbles. I think it would be great. Here's <laughs> no, another thing. No, I kicked thing. you down. No, you're out. I, I punched you in the face. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like imagining happening right now. I feel you're not like... supposed to punch in the face. That's against the rules. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I, if there were stricter rules, I wouldn't mind being in a rumble. I could do a rumble if, you, if it was... Would you really want well, to? I'd get punched in the face and down and I'd be knocked out I'd right away. I'd probably just try to chokehold somebody so they pass out. Like, I'd, I'd be that person just like, hold up, let me get fancy for a second. I'm saying I do if, not want to get punched. I'm <laughs> saying if I was in this position, this socioeconomic position... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fine. I'd be okay with a rumble. There are certain things I wouldn't do well, as a especially game. especially since but... they said, like, no weapons. Yeah, no yeah, weapons, just a I'd fist fight. Okay, I'll be down. Yeah. With the strict rules that once you're down, no more hitting. 
if a kid hit yeah, falls down, you can't kick me in the stomach. Stop! Like, there's too slam much. my head into yeah. the ground. And these kids are doing that to each other. They're doing these Robert De Niro kicks straight into each other's guts. They may as well just like curb stomp. They may as well just curb stomp <laughs> my face at this point. I'm gonna have broken nose. I'm surprised. Like they don't really look like they're breaking anything. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. I mean, there's damage. Like they're all. Busted up after this. Yeah, a bit busted. But But you put a mouth guard in me. I'm expecting a broken nose to the side. Yeah, exactly. Like I wear a face guard and a a mouth and a and a mouth guard. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it in this socioeconomic situation. But if I I fall down, I'm staying down. I am kind of surprised none of the greasers were taping up their hands. No weapons. But taping up your hands is bare knuckle. Bare knuckle, Rachel. Pure That's still bare knuckle. You're taking your hands to keep your your hands safe. That's why boxers wear the gloves, because if you were bare knuckle, they also you'd break tape your their hand. hands up underneath the gloves. That's, that's true, they do. <laughs> they do. The Socha's retreat. Yep. They just kind of run away. Which I guess means that the greasers win. So they did right. it and they're all because celebrating. They, got, they were victorious because the, the Socha's left. Yeah, they held their ground they backed and the Socha's just left. They it's retreated. kind of wimp way to win the fight and again it means absolutely nothing because what changed nothing, nothing changed literally nothing changed and before we can even like comprehend what happened it suddenly cuts i this feels like it had to have been a one of the cuts made because there's this sudden cut to pony and dallas rushing to the hospital in, in dallas's car I don't know why it's just the two of them and why, yeah, why all of them the didn't go to the hospital. Why didn't Derry go? Well, I mean, you see Dale kind of like pull Pony Boy up. The other ones were celebrating. So maybe he's just like, we got to go tell Johnny. We got to go tell Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Dallas is the one that cares the most. A cop pulls them over because Dallas is driving really recklessly. And he tells the cop that Pony was in a motorcycle accident and he's trying to get him to the hospital. Pony's all beat up from the... And, right. and he's sick. He has like a fever or whatever. Right, so he looks like he's sweating like profusely, beat the hell. And the cop is like, all right, I'll give you an escort. <laughs> and Dallas calls him a sucker. And I thought it was kind of mean. Like, yeah, I get it, Dallas. Like, you don't like the police because you were in jail and stuff. But the cop's doing his job trying to be a and nice he's trying to be nice too. this isn't so exactly making sure that you guys get there safe yeah and like he knows he's gonna, you're he's a gonna greaser. get them as quickly as can you know he knows yeah. who he is so it's like oh god he knows i don't know and this is where dallas is saying like you know johnny wouldn't have done this if he was smart like me he wouldn't have run into the church if he was tough like me he wouldn't have gotten hurt if you look out for yourself nothing can touch you nothing can touch you man you gotta be like me, man. Yeah, you gotta be tough, spazzes. man. Well, he's holding back tears. He tells them not, to, not to be like him, but also be like him and be well, tough. Well, because that's his... He's like, I don't want you to be like me, but if you were like me, you wouldn't be in this situation. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what he's saying. What is what is being good do for you? Well, yeah. that's, that's the conclusion that Dallas comes in his life here, is that being good yeah. does, no, does nothing. It's a very cynical... It's why the theatrical cut doesn't work. Yes. Because, not to skip totally ahead here or miss anything, I did say Matt Dillon is the best one in this movie. He's, a, he's acting head over heels over everyone here. Or, or yes. head, head and shoulders over everyone here in this movie because he, he just he yeah. gets to convey the, the most emotion. He does. He gets the, the widest range of emotions out of everybody. Yeah. They go into the hospital room 
Daly tells Johnny they beat the Soshas, thinking that Johnny's going to give a shit. And Johnny's like, yeah, great, thank he you. Because he wants him to feel proud of yeah. that. Like, look what I did for you. Look what I did yeah. for you. And he says that the fighting's useless. It doesn't help. This is where Johnny asks for Pony Boy. This is a, this is the Yoda asking for Luke to come closer because yes. Pony very slowly puts his head closer to Johnny's face, and yes. Johnny tells Pony to stay gold, which of course is the the motto of the movie. It's what's it's what's the most memorable part of the Outsiders, right. and he dies. Johnny dies. Dallas is is pissed because that's. Dallas is distraught. Well, yes, yes. He's like, this is what good being good does for you, man. This is what you get for helping other people, man. And he starts crying. Johnny dies anyway. He can't take it, and he wanders out. Yep. Pony stands in disbelief, doesn't know what to do. Right. On the way out, Dal confronts a doctor. No, he just runs into one, and the doctor's like, you can't be here. Like, you're not in the right section. Don't (laughs) come out here. Okay. In current day, I think Dallas was trying to find somebody that was just going to shoot him dead. Because yes. he pulls a gun out. Yes. And he just points it at this doctor. And in this day and age, if there was any other human oh being my God. with a gun. Total lockdown would have happened. A total lockdown would have happened. But if any, if there was a security guard or anything, he'd be dead. He would have been yes. shot dead. Which I, I know is Dallas's goal. That's his objective. Yeah. But... Well, we, he goes on a very self-destructive path right now. He completely self-destructs here. Daly pulls the gun, gun and it clicks. I think it's supposed to rem- to remind you that there's nothing in the gun. I'm he, also he wondering a, if, he, if he wanted there to be a bullet. To give himself a reason to be taken away. I don't to, think to so. To let out anger. You don't think so? No, I don't. Okay. As much as I don't think Dallas is a killer. I don't I, think he is either. I don't think he wanted to kill somebody. No. He, I think he clicked it because he was trying to he show. He wanted to get hurt. He was he, he clicked it because he, he wanted a reaction from the doctor. He didn't yes. get it, so he clicked it like, yeah, it wasn't loaded, ass. Okay, and then, he, and then yeah. he's like, why do you even bother helping? Because it doesn't do any good. Right. Back at the Curtis house, the gang is attending to all their wounds, and Pony walks in. He got back there pretty quick. He must have taken the bus back. Right. Because Dallas wandered off. Right. And he tells him that Johnny's dead. We don't get to see the reaction of the rest no! of the gang. None of it. They all should be also distraught and, like, upset and not know what to do with themselves. So maybe they get, they, maybe they go silent. Maybe some of them walk out of the room and yeah, go have show, a smoke outside. Show, show something. something. Pony just says that Dallas couldn't take it and he's going to blow. And I thought what and was going to happen was... Like, okay, hold up. We got we to gotta go find him. Yes. We got to go find him. One of us stay here in case he comes here. Right. But the rest of us are going to go try to find him. But that's not what they do. No. They're all just stay there. It was They're all like character. in shock, I guess. Yeah, I guess but you're right. I think, shock or they're, I think they're... it is very out of character for them. Or they don't think he's going to do anything that drastic. Maybe. I don't know. Daly goes to a convenience store and he's drumming through magazines. He's I trying he's to wa- start I some think shit. he's waiting for somebody to come in. Yeah, I think he he's waiting to... for more people. Or he wants to get in a fight. Maybe that's what he needed. He needed he to needs, find a social He needs a way fight. to get the energy out. Yeah. He's got way too much pent up rage and energy and just like in depression and everything, sadness. It's he's just a jumbled mess. I mean, that's, that's... It's, it's true. And he's trying to find it out and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So yeah. he holds up the damn convenience store. Well, he, he could have bought $1.39 for two pounds of bacon, which is a very good deal. <laughs> although it seems expensive for 1968. <laughs> 
yes, he he holds up the convenience store and with an unloaded gun. With an unloaded gun. Then the guy has a loaded gun yes, and shoots and at him shoots as he him. he runs away. To your point, he's a mess and he can't figure out his own emotions because he runs to a payphone. Yes. He calls the Curtis house. And Steve I think he, picks up. Yeah. And, and he's he like, goes, I need to I talk need to Derry. Yeah. Because Which is he so needs sad. Somebody. It's sad because you understand all of their relationship to yes! Derry in this point, but you don't get to enough about how that's gotta wreck Derry. Right. That he has to be the fucking big brother for he not is... just his brothers, but all of these other rugrats. Right. And he's like the, the rock for everyone. And he's, but he's like, but I am the go-to person. And it's like, well, and they probably are buds because they're like really closer, closer to, to age. Him in age. Yeah. Right. So I, I have a feeling they're just closer in general. So it's like yeah. I need I need Derry because he probably is the one that calms him down and gets or him could out do of something. Right, for he me. does the rest something. Of you, the rest of you idiots can't do anything. At least Derry might be able to accomplish. But I have something. a feeling he tells Derry more about his emotions than anybody else. So I have a feeling Derry's the one that kind of looks at him and goes, "Breathe, calm down. <laughs> we'll handle this." You know. Well, he tells Derry that he held up the store. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Derry says, if Derry says anything to calm him down. I can't remember. Or is it just like, well, oh, oh, Dallas tells him, meet me in the park. And right. Derry says, okay, okay. Okay, we'll come get you. Yeah. Like, okay. we'll come get you. We'll, we'll right. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because so oh, he, it, it he also kind of... tells him, he goes, like, he's dead. And he goes, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, yeah. I know. We know. Yeah. Yeah, I, it could have been partly that he wanted to tell the gang that Johnny was dead. He didn't know that Pony got back to the house. No. So I, it could have been like, I need to tell Derry, and I don't want to tell anybody else. Derry needs to be the one to tell Derry everybody Derry needs else. to be the first one to know. Yeah. yeah. So then... But then we find out there's blood, and we, we go, wait a minute, he got shot. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, he got shot. I couldn't shot. tell. I thought it was the bag he took the money in, and he <laughs> left the money there, because he didn't really care about the money. He was just doing it to do something no he got shot but there was blood okay yeah so we already know he's hurt he's injured yeah so now he's like a rabid animal he's an injured yes. rabid animal they say like we, we gotta go get dallas we gotta go get him he's headed to the park and he knocked off this store mm -hmm. and dallas takes the gun out when the police finally find him and he shouts you'll never take me alive and I don't care what year you're living in, if you pull the gun out... If you pull a gun, that's it. And now the greasers find him, and they're like, stop, he's... It's not loaded, to it's say, not yeah, loaded. Yeah, it's not loaded, it's but way he's... Too late. A, he's been shot. But he's asking time. for it. He he's This is a suicide mission at this point. He goes, yes. good, finally. Suicide mission. Yes. I want them to shoot me. Yes. And Dallas gets shot repeatedly... Oh my by, god. ...by the cops... And he dies at their feet in the theatrical cut. Ooh. It goes to where the, the movie started. It's Pony Boy sitting in his room. Rachel thinks it's a boarding school. Do you want to explain okay. why you think it's a boarding okay. school? Look, I do think it, it feels like. I could see it with this ending, room. that being part of it, sure. It doesn't but, feel like uh, the bedroom in the house, it feels like a new place. So in my head, it feels like he's at a boarding school now. 
And then he ended up going to a boarding school and like one of like maybe one of his assignments is kind of like to write about his life or that's why he's writing it in a, in a composition book or maybe he's just writing it for himself. But it feels like he went to a boarding school and you can hear like the kids outside and it doesn't it doesn't oh, I did, feel I see, like I didn't hear kids outside, but. Maybe I was. At least I attention. maybe I thought I heard them, but it felt like I could hear no, like it's kids possible. on a playground outside, and I'm like, okay, it it just doesn't feel like he's at home. Okay, I think I know you disagree. I think he he probably is at home. I don't remember how the book ends. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna tell you. I know. Go ahead. So <laughs> that's basically the end of the theatrical cut. Like, pony- yes. oh no no oh no no oh, no. There's something no, big happening. You're right. The cringiest thing in the entire film. This is horrible. <laughs> the The execution of this is horrible. The sentiment, because the sentiment I think this is, is probably there. directly from the book. Yes. But the sentiment, the sentiment is there. The execution is bad. He picks up Gone with the Wind, and this letter drops out of it. And what you find is that Johnny left Ponyboy a letter dictated by the nurse to mm-hmm. give to him about his thoughts, his, his dying thoughts. Right. The way they execute it is they have this overlay of Johnny's face. Yes. That takes up like half the screen. Right. And Ralph Macchio is doing a very stilted wooden job of delivering this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's just him telling him the meaning of the poem, which, as we kind of said, is nothing stays gold because you have to grow up and you don't get to keep that innocence and stuff. And you don't get to keep that uh, youthful vigor or whatever. Like you can easily lose it. Yeah. And, but and, it, and... it's still there. Because each night there's always gold, right? Yes. So, so and, it's still there, so you got to stay golden. Yeah, stay gold. He says he's okay He he's okay dying because of this, because those kids' lives were going to be better than his, so they're, all their lives were worth his is kind of yes. his thing. And he gives them a bunch of instructions to tell Dallas, because he didn't, I assume, well, think that Dallas... He, would... Yeah, because he's thinking, well, Dallas doesn't think about this, so make sure you tell him about this. You know, yeah. Dallas doesn't think this way, but I want him to think this way. He thinks this is all the way it has to be, but it doesn't. And it's really sad, because Dallas is dead, right. too. And that's the end of the movie. And then it just ends! To me... It's, it's him writing, it's starting to write again. It's him writing the same line again that it was at the beginning. Yes. And then it ends. It's a very, in it's my opinion, so abrupt. cynical ending. There is yes. not a lot of hope. Like no. I, you're supposed to feel hope for from the Johnny thing, yeah. but it, I just don't feel nearly as much hope from it. No, and it makes me feel like that's it. Like he, now he's in the boarding school. I know it's not. I know he's not. But it feels like it ends with him being alone in a boarding school and everybody's dead and it's just like so sad and it just abruptly ends now in the complete novel the 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 the, the, director's, the director's cut, cut. I know, I keep saying that, well, because it's, you he keep calls it the, it the complete... novel, which annoys me. Because the hell that's out what he me. calls it. I know, but it's not the novel, it's the director's cut. The director's cut. cut. There are several additional scenes after Dallas is killed. Several, you say? Several. So oh, I'm gonna, okay. I, I showed you the one, I'm going to talk about the others, and then, and then we'll talk about the one that I showed you. Okay. Because it's, it's more the real ending, I think, of the story, I, is the one I showed you. That one feels hopeful. Dallas is dying Derry shouts you stupid idiot and then Derry blames the policeman he calls them freaks first johnny now dallas all this stuff 
Pony is freaked out by what he saw, and he's already got a fever and stuff, so he faints. Okay. So they set... Fair enough. (laughs) So Pony has to go to, like, the hospital. He has a concussion from the rumble. Oh, I could see that, because he got, like, knocked down. There is an entire scene in the courtroom that shows us this trial that they charged... They okay. must have charged our, what's his name? Pony Boy with something? Okay. Like he was charged with, a, a, what's the word? I mean, he was aiding and abetting. But... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so there's this courtroom scene, which basically does like a montage of. Oh, the music was so weird. I don't, and I don't know, because we just found this clip on YouTube. Okay. But I don't know if that is. The real music. The real music or not. But if it is, it's so strange. <laughs> it's like what the point of the courtroom scene is to wrap up the plot there to make it so that you realize that pony gets to stay pony and soda get to stay with dairy that's the the point of doing that yeah that's not the only scene that's added in the director's cut there's a scene after this where pony and dairy and soda are having dinner yeah because they're a family again, they're getting along now, and something causes Dairy and Pony to get into like a little bit of a tiff. But I mean, they're just their brothers having an argument. And Soda Pop, I think this is in the book. Soda gets a Dear John letter from that girl that we see in the deleted scene. His his girlfriend. That's really? basically like saying that she was cheating on him and she oh left him because she got pregnant and she moved to Florida or something like that. I, I think I care if that's in the book or Essie Hinton said that that's what it was because this scene is okay. in the book and you never really find that out. But she JK Rowling did. He I think it might be in the book. I don't want to accuse her of JK Rowling it. So Soda Pop runs away. Basically, he's like, stop fighting. You he guys yells and then runs away and runs away. Pony Boy and Dairy chase after him. And Ponyboy catches up to him and tackles him, which when I showed you the clip, Rachel, you were like, how the hell does Ponyboy <laughs> outrun Daryl? Yes, like Dairy is just like just trotting along and so uh, and Ponyboy like books it. And it's like you were just saying earlier in this movie that you should you should need to like stop smoking because you're like out of shape now. <laughs> but he catches up and then Soda Pop, Rob Lowe does his best acting job of trying to be like we're brothers y'all gotta stop fighting pony boy you gotta listen to dairy dairy don't be so tough on pony boy and he finally they finally actually have like the conversation they have a conversation they all agree that yeah they've been dumb and they they decide to get try to to get try better try better And they, they, it's gonna they happen all... anyways. You know they're gonna fight anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna fight still. They're brothers, and one of them is older and trying to raise the other two. And the other one's a dumb teen. <laughs> Self-admittedly. I'm just stupid, Pony. But... Well, I was talking about Pony, but that's... <laughs> I just don't use my hand. But they all kind of run off back together, and, yep. you know, they're a family again. They're, they're all they've got. That... They, they, they say they're all they've got. Right, and that feels hopeful. That feels more warm. That feels like an actual end where we're like, okay, good. They they went through all of this horrible trauma, but they have each other. They have each and other. They're, they're going to always have each other. That's what they've got, and they're always going to have each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's so There's, nice. 
Yes, I don't know why they cut it. Because it, it changes the tone and the theme of the movie entirely. Yes. To have that message of, we've got each other, we've got the, the guys, so even if we can't change the world, even with Cherry and, and Randy having your back or whatever... The way they respond is the way that they... But that's what they can change. That's what yeah. they can... Well, now... There's one other scene that happens in the uh, director's cut. Okay, okay. I couldn't. I couldn't find this one. It is Pony Boy's back at school after he like heals up and feels better, and he passes Cherry in the hallway, and she ignores him because <laughs> she was, said. I thought maybe she'd smile. Well, I, I don't know the scene. I'm only telling you. I'm based just on like I'm just so. hoping for like a warm smile instead of just she ignores him. I'm like oh, that's, that's what I think. That's what I read. That's how it's written wherever okay. I found it. But we'll see maybe one day or we can see in the book what it is. Because I think this is a directly from the book, which is why Coppola put it in the, the cut. He is stopped by his teacher, his English teacher, who tells him that he's failing because he missed so much class. <laughs> but he can get him a C if he writes a thesis ah. on what happened to him and what he's learned from his experiences. Good Lord. And that's the get whole ready. reason... Get ready, teach for this story. Whew. I, I think you're he's gonna trying be to give like, him an, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he's trying to give him an outlet. Oh yeah, he's but like, that's the whole reason of why he good teachers starts, do that. That's why he's writing the outsiders at the end. That's why he's doing the Hobbit ending, right? Because he's he's or the American History X ending. It's why he's writing this. No, I, I mean that makes more sense, which is what I was thinking. Where I was like, he's at the boarding school and he got an assignment to have to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was thinking. The... So it is. He we're did gonna get call the assignment. this Outsiders History X. <laughs> but I like that too, because it's like, well, this teacher, which sounds like at least a, a better teacher than you'd expect sorry teachers i it's sometimes you get bad ones sometimes you get really great ones and this one sounds like it's they're actually trying and they're not just yeah. gonna fail Again, the kid to fail know, the kid i haven't read the book in forever so i, I know i'm just and... saying like it sounds like they're giving him a chance and i just think yes, that they're, they're in him a for a well because they know he's ride. smart they know he's yeah, smart exactly it's just kind of a trope i think in some literature is like it's definitely a trope to be like i'm writing the story that i just told you right and, uh, definitely and I think, a trope for that. And I yeah. do think it is a, a trope to say that a person's giving an assignment for you to look. I want you to write about that experience. Yes, yes. Tell me yes. about it. It's something that Mr. Feeney could do to Corey Matthews. Yes. And you wouldn't skip a beat. Right. It, just, it does the exact same uh, ending of the theatrical with him finding the note and then realize... Because I think it's supposed to be like he doesn't know what to write and then he finds the note from Johnny and then he and then he decides to, to write. And it gives him a bit of inspiration. Yeah. Even though it's such a sad note. Which is... But it's still a more hopeful ending, especially with the family being together. Yes. Than, yeah. Having that family moment, I think, is necessary. Well, and it, it doesn't make people like you think that they took him away. <laughs> I really thought he got taken away. And that's the end. It ends with... <laughs> The credits and that terrible Stevie Wonder song again. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie. It's it's not my cup of tea. And that is The Outsiders. The 1983 Outsiders, complete with some scenes that we did not watch from the director's cut, but we watched the theatrical cut. So, Rachel, based on what you know, the time has come. Does The Outsiders 
have shelf life. <sighs> okay, for me, you, you know when it starts with okay, we're getting a we're getting an explanation. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're gonna get like a full explanation, but for me, no, I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna be on the shelf. It doesn't quite make it. Mm-hmm. Now I have nostalgia because I read it and I remembered it from being a kid and. I was trying to remember the story as I was watching it, and it was, like, all of that. But it was a bit jumbled. At least this is for the theatrical cut. It was a bit cut and broken and jumbled, and I just felt like I was missing things, and there wasn't enough at the right times. Like, I feel like they put they draw, drew out a lot of points, but it wasn't ever at the right time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And stuff just never hit the mark for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I can't put it on the shelf. That's fair. I don't, I just, it, I don't, it, for some reason it makes me feel bad. Because <laughs> like, it is kind of like one of those coming of age classics, you know? Yeah, people, but the book is. people really love this. I, and I, I, okay, so. It has a ton of faces and it's kind of crazy. And I think they really did a good job of picking the, the cast. But if, yeah, if, the if it were. The story just stopped short for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it, I just can't put it on the shelf. It's not going to be something I'm going to go watch again and again and again. I don't need to. Anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I want to make sure you got it all in. I don't know. It's going to uh, ramble if you let me keep talking. I really wanted to like this movie. I, okay. Contrary to popular belief out there, I want to like everything that we oh, watch. absolutely. Or read yeah. or do. Anyone that goes through life hoping that something either flops or fails or is bad you gotta get a life because there is no reason to do something or invest your time in something and be like i hope this is bad there's there could be stuff where it's like i hope this is so bad it's entertaining yes i love that but but i i don't I don't necessarily say that it's bad i want something that's entertaining i want to feel something for it i want to be i want to enjoy it and as I'm... much as I enjoy talking about this, like, oh, yeah, it was fantastic to talk about. I love having discussions. I love analyzing stuff like this. It's great. But the subject itself, it makes me feel bad that I, I just can't do it. And I think I wanted to like this more than other stuff because of the fact that it was like, well, this is a class. Everyone says this yes. is a classic. This isn't a good movie. It's just not. It's not good. It's not a good movie. I was very disappointed in it. I really was. I and I don't know if it's because I had the idea in my head of what it was from when I was a kid and saw it, or because the book is good and I don't remember, and because the book is good and I saw it at the movie as a kid, and you can put link, you can link them together. It's not there. It's the theatrical flat. cut does not do it. It 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 adds more and it makes it better, but it's still flat. It's still I flat. I kept trying to give it a shot. I kept waiting for it to click for me, and the second time through, because I always do most of the stuff that we do twice. Sometimes I try that but to I take notes the second time and actually like watch it or read it the first time. The second time it wasn't as like, oh, this is disappointing. But that's because I was had way lower expectations the second time through. Yeah. So the theatrical cut for me definitely does not make the shelf. I will say this. At this point, I'm like, maybe just read the read book. Read the book. <laughs> it, 
this one makes me say read the book. Yeah, if, if we'll have a, a mini-sode if we need to, to talk about the season that we <laughs> we did. As it stands, I think the only reason that this movie is remembered is because of the director, the cast. Yep. The director seems to be coasting a little bit through it so that he can go do something more interesting. He's doing it because he thinks the kids want it. Yep. The cast is underdeveloped and young and they're not none of them are at the their best of their abilities yet mm-hmm. not even patrick swayze really patrick diane lane diane, kind of like in the background yeah and diane lane's pretty good in this I'll, I'll, and yeah. matt dylan matt dylan is good in this I, yeah. I will give matt dylan a lot of credit emilio estevez is fun in it it wouldn't survive if it weren't for kids having to watch it after they read the book in middle school it would have been forgotten it doesn't make the shelf and i'm saying i didn't care for it yeah and i and i'm a little disappointed that i have to say I'm that i'm kind of disappointed i think that's I what i'm feeling too i'm a little disappointed because <laughs> i'm like oh it doesn't really make my shelf so oh. we might we might have to bottom check out shelf? the book you and see. on the bottom no, shelf <laughs> no don't don't get don't feel bad for it it's not johnny you you're seeing johnny cade and his stupid little face and his little puppy dog eyes oh and you're like oh johnny you i'm can't sorry make the stay golden that's it that's the outsiders 1983 anything else rachel (sighs) no i think i think that's it kev uh you know just stay golden same here listeners stay gold lifers stay gold i've been kevin and i'm rachel cross that off the list it is not on the shelf this has been shelf life we'll see you next time New York was the only place I'd end up in a murder rap. Jesus Christ. <laughs>